Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a very different kind of show, a place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity, live and direct right now on YouTube and other various live streams right now out there in the UK. It's a whole other story. And, of course, this is a very, very special edition of the program. This is Ladies' Night with Michael Deacon. And Eve Lorgan is our guest tonight. She is a dedicated counseling professional, UFO alien abduction researcher and writer. Eve started a support group back in 94 in San Diego County for experiencers of anomalous trauma and continues to consult with Anomalous Trauma Clients Worldwide. Once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again on a night like this. And, of course, I won't be the only soul here tonight. There will be other souls joining me here in a moment. Let's bring them in. Eve, is that you? Yes, I'm here. Are all of you guys here? Yes, we are. Perfect. (laughs) No, I'm a figment of your imagination. Ooh, great answer. Paradolia. Oh, yes. I want to introduce all of you out there to Vanessa, who all of you have heard before. Vanessa, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. And hi, the, Vanessa. And, of course, we have Seraphine here and Clarissa. Uh-oh. Do we, do we have Clarissa here? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, perfect. I'm, I'm still a figment of your imagination. Perfect, perfect. Well, Eve, you have drawn the assignment of being the first guest here on a very special edition 
of the Michael Deacon program. This is Ladies' Night, and of course, my mind instantly instantly went to you. I thought, who else would be perfect for this? None other than Eve Lorgan. Well, thank you for thinking of me and having me on. Amazing. And how are you, by the way, Eve? It's been quite some time since we last talked. Hi, it's been a while. Um, I'm just staying busy working on writing and healing and uh, just doing a lot of good old regular life stuff and uh, working on some interviews with people, but I'm going more in depth on certain levels of information now, so I'm not doing as much, but I'm going on deeper levels. So, uh, and I'm in the process of writing a book with someone too. So that's why I haven't really been done, been doing a lot of conferences or radio shows. I'm just actually pretty busy. That's good. It's going to be busy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's always something new though, you know, and I do have a new article on my website that's, um, a fourth in a series of an interview with a Scandinavian, um, abductee, my lab named Marit. And I interviewed her way back in 2011 um, with several interviews um, where we incorporated Dr. Corrado Malanga's uh, liberation techniques to her process of discovery and integration and freedom from alien abductions. And it, it was very insightful in terms of the progress over time of her, you know, expanding awareness of this phenomena and how it's affected her life and how it's actually no longer happening in the same way and I think it's really exciting because it it gives us hope that we can do this too we can free ourselves from these kinds of things and these kinds of interferences by having a deeper awareness of what's really responsible so that's good so much to talk about here tonight and of course I have been completely fascinated by the psychology of all of this really Yes, and it goes deep into psychology and so much more. I mean, there's actually so much that I couldn't even, you know, you'd have to ask questions for me to even know where to even begin, to be honest, because there's so much to this. There's a lot of depth to this. And I think I realized that early on in my research with what started as, um, you know, ufology and alien contact and abduction-related experiences and then I discovered more and more how this was affecting people, what kinds of populations, and the, the military element and the X-File element and the what I call the MyLab abductions, the mind control and the spiritual warfare. And pretty soon there was so much more involved than the simple medical procedures and the hybrid breeding programs that, you know, were are talked about still to this day. So... It, it takes a depth of study and really sticking with it and, and moving through the distractions and the interferences, which is actually quite difficult. Most people don't get that far. They end up basically getting lost in the distractions or just giving up altogether or maybe finding a more um, a theory that helps them feel better about themselves or promote their own business or some new age thing <laughs> right. or religious thing or whatever. You know, they get stuck on the programs and then not realizing that this is a program and this is a narrative and this was actually planned. So uh, it's just quite an eye-opener, really. To, it really to is. See unfold, you know? Oh, yes. So, and and yeah. Eve, I'm just completely fascinated with all the work you've done over the years. And I'd like for you to take us back to your earliest roots and I definitely want to know what your parents were like. Um, were, were they at all religious? Oh, heavens. Well, that goes back. Um, well, both my parents, they are from the Appalachian Mountains 
and most of my relatives are from the Appalachian Mountains from the late 1700s. So I'd say it's Scott-Irish, probably with a mix of a lot of other things that I actually discovered later through a genetic test, which kind of surprised me. But um, really, you know, they were just uh, Southern Baptist Christian um, and then became more open-minded after they moved to the West Coast. Um, gosh, when my parents were, you know, really young. And um, so I was actually raised in California in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I was open to that environment and that culture, which is much more open-minded. And I think my parents were actually more open-minded. They were and interested in, in UFOs, and my dad was an aerospace engineer. Oh, okay. My mom was, you know, very intelligent, you know, musician. She's she's artist. She has a lot of natural talents and um, open to different ideas that, you know, a lot of people from certain areas of the country, they're kind of stuck on the religious, um, old hick kind of Southern Baptist mindset, and, and they were not like that at all. They're actually much more open-minded and, you know, so I grew up in a more open-minded environment where we, we understood that there was a reality of UFOs and people from other places and that there were spirit beings and supernatural beings and spiritualism. So I was actually raised with a, with an openness of understanding that a lot of these things already exist. So I guess I could thank my parents for that. Otherwise I might have been born and raised in some hick town in, in Appalachia. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> My goodness. I'm in North Carolina now. I'm actually back in the mountains because it's, it's just so beautiful. And I'm, I'm very connected to the land, actually. I'm kind of enjoying that part of myself by being connected to trees and nature and understanding really what that is. And, uh, and then when you're not with that, then you understand what you're missing. So, um, it's kind of neat to actually go back to my roots in it more of a, a way where my parents are from. Understood. And when did the whole extraterrestrial concept come into play for you? <laughs> well, I would say I was born into it because I was uh, I was an abductee from the start. So I was in some kind of program. And I think that our line was um, genetically tracked and, and set up, actually. And I know this to be true, but I can't state this because some family members would prefer to keep this private. So I can't you know, say too much. But I know now from observation and histories that there were setups which really led to understanding more fully the alien interference and the the love bite kind of thing and how they watched people over generations and go back in time and they trace lines, bloodlines of particular qualities and then they they engineer them to get married and have children and then they abduct the children and and then these people are arranged in certain environments like – for example, my dad was involved in the high-level aerospace with Lockheed Corporation, which is a defense-contracted military-industrial complex. And um, my mom was of a, of a unique line. Um, I don't want to say too much about that, but I know that it was engineered so that I was involved in a project that you know was under now under a MyLab project because of certain genetic qualities that preexisted that was obviously of, of a desirable quality. So I, I learned this actually from working with other my labs who were who had parents who worked for NASA or military industrial complex connections or connections that indicated that there was much more than genetics, but there was also the uh, sheep dipping into these other organizations, which made them more easy to be used in projects and sub projects outside the alien influence. So it's it's really fascinating to be honest. Um, although a lot of people have difficulties with 
dealing with that, you know. Well, of course. It's a subject at all. So I realized that I was part of that, so I sought out to understand more. But in, in the beginning years, I really didn't realize the extent of the involvement because I hadn't woken to my own memories and realizations and similarities with other people who were, like, quote, my labs, right, and secret space program people. So um, that was an eye-opener. So I learned a lot about alien abductions, and that's when I came into contact with the work of the late Dr. Carla Turner and Jacques Vallée. Of course, you know, the alien abduction researchers, uh, Dr. John Mack, David Jacobs, Bud Hopkins, uh, Raymond Fowler, all those ones I read, and then, of course, Barbara Barthwick um, was my own mentor until she got passed away and unfortunate accident. So I learned a lot from Barbara Barthwick and Dr. Carla Turner's work because things were happening in my life and the people that I was working with where we were doing a support group for alien abductees in my labs, and we shared. And that was in the days really before the um, cell phones and Internet took such a stronghold on people's consciousness and their ability to connect with other human beings. And I feel very grateful that I, that my life preceded that um, way it's affecting people nowadays. Um, I think people are, are not able to connect as well on certain levels of relationship connections. And um, so anyway, in the 90s, James Bartley and I, we did an objective support group. We got into contact with Barbara Bartholick, and we really learned a lot together. Right. We people and and, let, and me, we, let, yeah. let me just stop you there for a moment and just quickly ask you about perhaps one of the earliest experiences you've had, if you can talk about that. Let's see. Let's see. What could I remember? Um, goodness gracious. Well, or if there was a craft. I mean, I remember when I was probably before I was four years old, there was something like a, it wasn't a craft. It was actually a, what I saw, what I thought I saw. I was in the backyard in broad daylight in a, like a late morning before lunch playtime with another uh, friend who was a year older than me. Both my sisters were in school or something. So my mom and another one of her friends, which was the mother of the friend I was with, we were all together in the backyard I was swinging on a swing set while the mothers were, you know, talking, you know, in the distance, but still in the backyard. And I, um, I noticed a very low and huge flying jet, like right over the backyard. And it was like rumbling and it was loud, but it was going like really, really slow and hovering over the backyard, which is completely insane, right? And, uh, and I wanted, I was really excited about it. At first I was scared, but I was excited and feeling brave that I knew that this thing was there and I was trying to tell my friend and she got scared and was screaming and ran off. And then I went to tell my mom and her friend, but they were like frozen stiff, like, like frozen in a time warp and they wouldn't respond to me. And I'm trying to get their attention that there's this like huge jet hovering over the backyard. And, um, so I ended up running away trying to chase my friend who was basically horrified and terrified running away. And, and then there was a period of missing time because I don't even remember what happened actually in between until hours later. I'm trying to tell my father about this hovering jet over the backyard and my mom is trying to make me quiet to not tell him, like trying to keep it quiet. Like she was programmed to like shut up, like don't talk about it, you know. So it was a very odd event. But I had several events throughout my childhood of, um, you know, beings visiting and uh, cat-like beings actually visiting and different ones, and um, leprechaun-type beings, actually, in, in broad daylight in my other house that I grew up in, and then abductions where a craft came over 
at night and I knew it was coming over and you, that you get telepathically told to go outside and meet it and then going outside down the street and then waiting there and then a craft comes and beams a light down on, on you and it pulled me up and paralyzed me and then I blacked out and um, then I don't remember anything after that. So it was those kinds of things that occurred and uh, I never really got to too many memories of those particular events but later did discover and more how, and how, did more. How old were you, by the way? Well, at the time, I mean, I had this since I was, I think I've had these things since I was born. I mean, since, I mean, three, four years old, for sure. Um, and 12, 13, 14 in my 20s, my 30s. I mean, I had this all the way until my adult years. And so they don't, they're not as physical now I don't really have them the same way that I did before. And, and Eve, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but how did this affect you uh, during your teenage years? Did this cause you to be more introverted? Absolutely. Oh, I, mean, I see. But at the time, I, I didn't hold the I held the belief system that I thought these ETs were benevolent and they were from other planets, but I didn't necessarily connect some of the other more traumatic things to those experiences. You know, so I really didn't know. I was just uh, trying to function as a teenager, you know, and I, I believed in beings from other worlds and stuff, but I, I placed a benevolent spin on it at that time because that's how I believed in it. And then I kind of didn't know what to do with the trauma and the night terrors. I didn't really know that that was connected to the same phenomena, you know. So I really didn't become aware, I think, until in my late 20s of what was really happening, you know. Understood, yes, and that must have been pretty frightening for you. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, the, when you're born and raised like this, it's, it's just normal to you, like, uh, and you, you don't find out until, this is why it's fun to to meet others who, you know, let's say in a support group environment, where you finally, like, meet your own kind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Joke. We would find out, like, oh, yeah, like, when you were in school, did you have those things where they, you know, they gave you the hearing tests, and they would ask you, oh, you hear this, you hear that, you hear this tone, and like, well, you hear that? Do you hear this? And then you then you get called in a second time for special meetings and special projects when you're a kid for, for gifted children. And, you know, it, it makes you wonder now, like, they they were actually trying to find out who these people are and what our abilities were. And my phone is going off. Uh -oh. Go figure. It always goes off when I'm on a show. Hold on. You know, I'm going to put it in another room because I don't want it to make noise. <laughs> so hold on. For yeah, go ahead. And uh, the other ladies, are you still there with, with us? I'm here. Vanessa's here. I'm here. Yeah. Um, did you guys have any questions for Eve here? Nothing. Not yet. Nothing yet. Not okay. Yet. <laughs> you guys are just still locked in listening in, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. So far, so good, I thought. Pretty, um, <laughs> pretty wild experience she's, uh, had. Yeah. Okay. Makes my life very, sound very boring. <laughs> no, not at all. I know. I, I can't even imagine being abducted. By anything really, and some of, some of the worst dreams I've ever had were alien abductions. Go figure. You know, I think it happened to people like um, where it's opportunistic, and I've actually met people where they've never had these experiences before, and then they only started happening after they went cross country on a trip, and they were opportunistically taken for some kind of test thing, and then they were followed thereafter. Or See, that's say, why. Yeah. That's why nothing ever happens to me because I don't travel. <laughs> Or if you go to a conference, and I think, I'm going to have to travel, yes. Sometimes it's not so good. Like, you can go to a conference where there's a lot of, um, you know, contact in the desert or whatever, where there's several people who have these kinds of experiences, 
And if you go to a conference where a lot of them meet up together, you may have an unusual experience while while there with others. So sometimes it depends on who you're with, and it may or may not be pleasant. Like I knew a gal who um, whose daughter was an abductee because she was, and she was hanging out with a girlfriend at her. I don't know if it was her her apartment or the girlfriend's apartment or. I think it was at her apartment, but she switched bedrooms so that her girlfriend stayed in her bedroom and she slept in the living room. But when the aliens or whoever, and it could have been the military, came, they basically got the, the girlfriend because they thought the girlfriend was the daughter because she was in the wrong bedroom and they took her and she totally freaked out. Wow, so, so it could be something that simple. Yeah, sometimes they get the wrong person and then um, they usually make the other one the other person like black out or go into a trance, you can't wake them up. But on occasion, you know, they they can be aware of, you know, you being taken. And that's happened, you know, other people have reported that kind of thing. Oh, yes. And, of course, I've spoken to multiple individuals who have made claims of being abducted by extraterrestrials or in a craft. And I've always uh, speculated, what exactly is this individual experiencing? And more often than not, these individuals who have had these experiences, they usually come back with a message um, that will sort of go alongside of Eastern philosophy. You hear this uh, alien relaying a message of peace, love, and no war. It's very new agey. Uh, what, what exactly are your thoughts on that, Eve? You know, I mean, that happened. It's happened years ago, like when you study some of the really early the 50s contactees, they had a lot of that right. going on. George mm-hmm. Van Tassel, and then there was another one that was actually in the town that I lived in for a while, Fallbrook, where some of the early old-timers were part of those early groups where they did kind of like channeling, and some of them appeared to be benevolent. And there, there might have been some earlier benevolent groups who interacted before, before our technology got so controlled that they could no longer, you know, sneak in, basically, to contact people that they had to use other means. I mean, who knows? But now when I look at it in retrospect, I always have to look at it from the perspective of, you know, how they, how could they be creating these narratives through mind control and creating cult groups to create social engineered situations? And you have to look at it with a more skeptical eye now. Like in the old days, they, they didn't have any anywhere to replace this, so they just kind of believed it on first inspection of what they're telling them. But now, over the years, when you see all these different cult-like groups and these the same kinds of things being played out, you have to question, you know, what's really behind it and um, not make any assumptions on what the first appearing story is. So Yeah, and that takes, me, that takes me back to your time out here uh, in San Diego with uh, your group. I definitely want to ask – yeah, I definitely want to ask you about the group in San Diego – and after talking to uh, so many individuals, how were you able to separate the more credible and the more explainable experiences from the ones that couldn't be explained, in your opinion? That was a long question. Well, I mean, um, I always felt that the ones that had more evidence were the ones who were involved in the, what I call the my lab, the military and alien abduction, where they had some kind of connection in their family with military-industrial complex aerospace or Illuminati level involvement where, you know, there was a high level Freemason or they might have been a high level bloodline family where they had access to more information. And there were some people who were a little more not so credible, but it's really 
you can't say they're all faking it. A lot of times they just don't remember. So sometimes extreme trauma will make someone look not credible or like they have a mental illness. But in reality, it's because they have extreme dissociation or they may be under mind control because of the experiences themselves. And they actually are valid, you know, abductees and people having experiences. But I have met a lot of kind of, I don't want to say crazy people, but there's some who are truly schizophrenic. Who are yeah, being and, and you could and you could definitely tell, right? That yes. Their story was yeah. a little far-fetched. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's classic, you know, like in the DSM where some are classic paranoia and the schizophrenia and, you know, making everything into some story that they think is, you know, an alien or a conspiracy when in reality it's not. It's their own distorted thinking. <laughs> so you have to have the evidence. And that's why when I interview people, sometimes I use the questionnaire that Dr. Corrado Malanga created for people who have alien abduction, visitation or interference histories. And there's certain questions that he asks and that one would ask if they really are having experiences in their life and in their family line. So there's different kinds. I mean, there may be definite physical abductions. Like, I think it happens. It's definitely physical in the first part of your life. And then once those abductions, once you're primed with whatever needs to happen, then they can happen on other levels of reality and consciousness. Yes. But it, like, in the ash, like in the astral yeah. plane, right? They have to prime you and they have to abduct you and implant you and do things to you first so that you are accessible on these other levels. And that's why uh, Malanga wrote his theory. Um, gosh, his work is so incredible. I mean, I have to be thankful for how he explained things, like the life cycle of how aliens abduct and how they take out, let's say, the soul component and, you know, it parasite themselves in us within the first six days of life. And then after the first six days, you're primed, and then they may take you physically for certain reasons or certain implantation, depending on how they're going to use you with whatever um, actions that are in collusion with those entities. So it could be military, Illuminati, or it could be medical, it could be secret space program, it could be many, many different levels of where they can utilize you. So it has to be, you know, physical first, and once they prime you, abduct you, implant you, then they can, you know, access your consciousness or your energy or transfer your consciousness into clones, you know, after that point in time. So that's why I think later in life, or even now, the technology is so good. Now they, all they have to do is access your consciousness and your frequency, and then they can upload you to a clone or upload your consciousness directly into a simulation. So now it's not so clear cut, but they still do. There still are UFOs and abductions and missing time and that kind of thing because they may want to use people for the hybrid breeding and, you know, implant you with the hybrid fetuses and then take the fetus. So there's still uses for you physically, depending on the agenda. Amazing. And as we wrap up here with the San Diego talk, in your recollection, if you have any, is there any specific story or case that captivated you from the San Diego group? <laughs> oh, God. There's got to be one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's think. Let me think. There was a man. I'm trying to remember now. He was in our group, and he was definitely a – he was working for the secret government anyway. He was one of those abductee operatives, MKUltra people. And I think he was an artist. And they would use him to draw pictures of aliens and sketches – and they would use them, and he would make these sketches of these alien beings that he saw underground, like in these underground bases in and around San Diego County. And uh, 
Oh, I think you'd have to ask James Bartley. There was some incident that occurred with two men in the group where, um, I guess one of them got abducted and interrogated about the other guy in the group and he was telling too much information and, you know, they got in trouble basically because of what we were sharing in the group and we had a little weird interferences, you know, at the, like they make my phone go off for two days before the group so that people couldn't contact me or, you know, um, strange things like, uh, I remember what happened, but that was in Southern California. I mean, so many weird things would happen, but this is why I developed the whole alien interference and basically how they were trying to interfere with the process of self-discovery of what's happening and so that people could share and really find out what's happening. And they would, you know, affect people and manipulate people and their families so that, let's say, they would plan to go to the support group, but uh, let's say their spouse would suddenly get in a fight with them before the group and that would stall them or stop them from coming. Oh, wow. Or by the time they got to the front door, they would suddenly be hit with nausea and vomiting and have to, like, run away. Or, um, you know, they would be followed by helicopters, you know, to and from the house, you know, and... Uh, God, there were so many weird things that would happen. Or they would just basically come and do the what I call the reprisals before and after the group and so that basically they'd abduct you or they would harass you before with all kinds of helicopters buzzing over your house, you know, so you'd stay up half the night and be all tired the next day, you know, stuff like that. So then the interference things did happen quite a bit. And uh Amazing. Yeah, and so we met a lot of interesting people in San Diego County because I think there's a lot of military. Of course, there's a lot of military out there, but there's also oh, yeah. a lot of underground bases, and there's a lot of um, intelligentsia in terms of the biotechnology and other high-tech companies out there. So wherever, wherever there's high-tech and there's military and underground bases, you're always going to have a lot of the MyLab activity going on anyway. So that's one of the things we found out. Also, the high desert of Southern California was just honeycombed with a lot of the underground bases and a lot of the more unusual reptilian and military types of things. So, you know, we were lucky to to talk with a lot of people and discover a lot of the unusual things that were actually going on, like China Lake and, oh, my goodness, just, yeah. So you could just read all James Bartley's work on that, you know, and how we understood, you know, the whole reptilian connection with the MyLabs and, um, most people just don't recall things clearly, which is why most of my work personally as well had been really working on how to in- expand lucidity and lucidity in dreams and in life so that you could remember your experiences and the nature of what is really happening because there's a lot of screen memories and then, of course, memory swiping. Right. Uh, and through trauma, um, they prime you through trauma so that you know, the trauma part of you holds the memory while your outer personality is just functioning in life. So it takes a lot of therapeutic healing. Yeah, that's the scary part. You don't exactly know whether or not if you actually have been abducted or not because of these planted memories, these false memories you have. You can do that. And that was one of the things that the Marit woman who was interviewed way back in 2011 talked about how, um, you know, she would be taken, and because she was a MyLab, she was taken, you know, off into an underground base, D-U-M-B, right? Uh, right. Underground base. And then um, on the tail end of the abduction, when they would bring her back, then they would put in the screen memories of, of like, you know, some beautific New Agey dolphins swimming in the ocean. They would try to, you know, basically do the screensaver with something like that. 
but she was lucid enough to to know what they were doing and you know kind of figured it out but we know now that they do put screen memories on top of experiences or they may give you drugs or frequencies that take away the, the memory and it's it's unfortunate because um, there's a lot going on that people just don't remember so that's why I'm so interested in people who have an extra degree of lucidity to get beneath the layers of the usual stories which I think there's more underneath oh yeah so oh yeah I'm extremely skeptical of anyone who claims to be abducted and this is a great way uh, personally for me when I talk to these individuals to try to dig deep into this and see exactly where perhaps there might be maybe a memory or two that isn't really quite that accurate, that maybe something is a little bit misplaced. Yes. Um, but one of the things we did discover, which was kind of, you know, interesting, was that there were joint memories where one, two, three, four, five individuals would remember the same experience or components of the same joint let's say, abduction or the joint operation going on. And it could have been a simulation or it could have been a real thing, but uh, there are people who have joint witness corroboration of memories of the same event. Yeah, or being boarded on the same craft and seeing each other. Uh-huh, and so Weird. that does occur, you know. So we know they're, they're not making it up. There is something happening. And, of course, with the love bite thing where, you know, you're set up to meet someone and, you know, you may meet in another underground base or an abduction or in a simulation and then you yes. meet them later and then you have a deja vu and that's what you know the love bite was written about the more alien angle and then in the dark side of cupid book which was 2012 published that's a, that. that's a fantastic book by the way and we'll definitely get into it's, the love bite here in a moment but now we reached the part of the program where it, it gets a little strange here and the reason <laughs> the reason why yeah. i say that is because there are also individuals who definitely have claimed to have had uh, sexual relations with aliens from outer space. There's actually, there's actually a list of people like Simon Parks. Well, that's not an unusual report at all. I mean, it's actually quite common to have um, some kind of sexual element to um, whether it's abduction, visitation, interference, interdimensional. Oftentimes, that's a, that's a primary theme. And... Um, I think it's because they're interested in the sexual energy, some of these beings. And then sometimes it's for the purpose of procreation, but more often than not, they're just into the sexual energy. I mean, it's their nature to do that, and that's how they bind your sexual energy and use your sexual energy. So that's like very common. Of course, the reptilian sexual thing is very common. Well, it's not common for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> would you? Here's some of these things, but you know, people were afraid to talk about it, but in private, they would be like, I don't know, like one of the gals that, um, I'm sure she was in both books, um, in the, in the Love Bite and the Dark Side of Cupid, where she had reptilian encounters as well as military, and then sometimes alien greys, and sometimes it was just an op with military doing some kind of remote viewing, uh, you know, operation, but what would happen, it was the, progression of events that would be a reptilian being that would interdimensionally enter into her bedroom at night, basically interdimensionally, semi-physically. Um, and it would be like he was there, but he was invisible, but he still would like leave an impression on the bed. 
and like he would touch her hair and her hair would like fly up and move like he was invisible but like still able to interact physically and then this being would come through a portal and then proceed to have you know sexual relations where he activated her kundalini energy and they know how to do this quite well they're experts at it and you know that would take place where there was a sexual arousal and and then the reptilian would leave through the portal after he was done with her and then after that the military would come in through the portal or uh, through some kind of technology and then go and use her to do remote viewing or whatever operations because of her heightened sexual psychic uh, abilities because psychic abilities is amplified after the kundalini activation through this sexual thing with the reptilian my god <laughs> so this just like modus, this is just like uh, standard operating procedure for some of them. My goodness! And by the way, when you mentioned the reptilians, the only woman that I could think of off the top of my head would be Pamela Stonebrook, the Los Angeles uh, jazz singer there, who claimed to have a relationship with uh, a shape-shifting alien reptilian. But that's actually quite common, to be honest. Um, some of them have a specific like reptilian handler protectors who are like their quote lovers too. But sometimes they're they're mean and they're it's more like sexual assault and rape and and how to keep them under control and they're they're like the handler you know so each situation may be different like I remember there was a, a gal named Leisha Davidson who was a MyLab abductee who came out in probably the late 90s and she had a reptilian who was a protector um, who would protect her and you know guard her bedroom from certain other military factions it's like they were fighting over so sometimes if you have a reptilian handler they actually protect you from other military groups are trying to access you so there's all kinds of different situations going a lot of times the alien is actually acting as a handler you know so if you know what i mean like an mk ultra ah, and yes. in say cia and some of these mill intel and these high level bloodline sra mpd did i mean they have handlers, right? They have different handlers and they have different programmers and the handler will basically be the main one to um, access the codes for the altars and then pull the altars up to carry out specific functions. And so, you know, you could have an alien who's a handler, you can have a human who's a handler, and then the aliens may be higher on the hierarchy than the humans who handle certain specific abductees for certain purposes. Yeah, it so does seem that way. Yeah, James Bartley has talked a lot about that, where we realize many of the female MyLabs, they, you know, they had reptilian handlers, and sometimes they had Draco handlers, which is even more rare. But um, they may have different alien types, um, you know, different interdimensional types that are actually handling you on all these different levels. So, and that's where the whole hyperdimensional interference um, realization came in, where instead of people having the classic, you know, ET abduction thing that was more circumscribed and physical what we're really having is a type of uh, we're calling a hyperdimensional and interdimensional handling aspect where groups of people or individuals are actually handled and manipulated and engineered and by interdimensional types of beings and they may and actually handle entire families entire bloodlines entire organizations entire cult groups and that kind of thing and that's where the love fight comes in because then you have engineered relationships by these other dimensional beings that are actually running the show on these other levels that most people aren't aware of. And so, the whole, yeah, mm -hmm. second book is, yeah. Amazing. And, of course, someone in the chat room, they wanted me to ask you if 
they have bi-dimensional babies. And I'm sure that wasn't a real serious question. However, it is interesting to ask about the sex of, of these uh, alien species. Oh, wait, I'm not sure what the question bi-dimensional offspring, because I'm not sure. I think they they're asking, yeah, they're asking if they're interested in, in the same, I guess, sex. Well, there's several things. It just reminded me of something because there's a case um, that Barbara Bartholick worked with named uh, James Walden or Jim Walden wrote a book, The Ultimate Alien Agenda, actually many years ago. It was probably in the early 2000s. But he wrote his experiences about being a reptilian-human hybrid and having interdimensional qualities as a human-reptilian hybrid. And so some people actually have these interdimensional qualities where they can go in and out of dimensions. And he apparently functioned as a, as a reptilian underground at the same time living in a human body. So some of these hybrids, I'm going to call them, have um, interdimensional capabilities of bilocation and kind of like a dual functioning. They could function in a couple different realities at once and be aware of it. So that happens, actually. It seems weird, but I remember that's a good book. If you ever get it and, and find out what happened in his regression and what they discovered with his reptilian handler, it's pretty amazing. It's not well known. Oh, yes. Yeah. A, a lot of this is really amazing and very bizarre. Very, very. You know, but I think a lot of it has to do with, I mean, it's a darker agenda, at least with the dark groups where it's they want to possess the human body to take the battery soul spirit battery energy and then live through us their own consciousness program which really is separated from the source of eternal spirit and so this is what dr karata malanga elaborated on in his whole theory of how they operate and how we free ourselves from their influence and reconnect with our uh, integrated triad of consciousness so that we can basically free ourselves from the alien parasites which are trying to use us to live through us. So they're kind of like programs of consciousness that will embed themselves in our, let's say, brain, mind, energy bodies, but our spirit essence activates them. But they really have no life outside of what they're using from us. So basically we could switch them off like a biochip program and no longer give it energy of its own intentional will that we still have the information like we would be like a mind file so i think that's important to know so that we can switch that off so people are having confusing memories like they think they are the alien or they had a past life as an alien but it's really the alien parasite embedded in them that's actually giving them those memories right so that's the thing that was realized by marit um several you know years down the road as we did more sessions of the Dr. Karata Malanga liberation techniques. She came to understand and realize things more deeply and on different levels as she integrated the parts of her soul that were split through trauma. And that's actually very significant because the trauma and dissociation is a big part of how they have control over us, which is really the same fundamental of trauma-based mind control with the Ritual abuse, cult bloodline families been doing this for thousands of years. It's just that this has been streamlined with military industrial complex and technology now to make it much more sophisticated. Yes, and, and we'll jump right into that in a moment here. But uh, to wrap up 
this other portion of the segment here. I am curious, however, if you yourself are still experiencing any sort of abductions or perhaps any sightings of that or any of that nature. I'm not having any UFO sightings of that nature. Nothing. Aliens. Um, okay. I've, I've become more um, aware in dream states, so I'm trying to become much more aware of um, picking up on when there's visitations or when there's interferences in my energy field and when there's um, influences over my consciousness. I could tell, like, where it's coming from or what the influence is and what they're trying to do. So it's more like in dream states where I become aware of this level of interference. So it's certainly not physical now at all. And I, I notice this in more in dream consciousness and more psychic perceptions. So that's why I, I interviewed Marit, because as she progressed in her own awareness of, let's say, analyzing dreams and symbology and Jungian and otherwise, she became to understand that... Um, once you basically stop the abductions on a physical level, more or less, then you could start working on the more subtle levels, knowing how they are influencing and using your consciousness for whatever purposes they want. So this actually happens to more than just abductees, and that's what we've realized and what Barbara Barclay realized, that this is happening to many people without their conscious awareness. So it's really about consciousness and our energy. So. The more we're aware of it, the more we can apprehend how it's happening or what's happening. Amazing. And, of course, as we ended 2017 and uh, 18, it was fascinating to sit back and watch uh, the paradigm shift happen. People lost friendships and relationships, you name it. It was a pretty rough year. I, I noticed people have been easily set off by different ideologies, not necessarily the fault of the general public, but much more the fault of these uh, think tanks and public focus groups in the media, in my personal opinion. And you talk a lot about these parasitic uh, entities. And I think we see a lot of these archetypes in politics and the media, social media included. And these are all a serious form of mind control, in my opinion. Eve, how do you feel about that? Go ahead. Well, it's true. I think social media has been a platform for a lot of um, social engineering manipulation and mind control, even on um, deeper levels that include what I think is psychic invasiveness and definitely have noticed that so that people can be more easily influenced by the technology and what's coming through technology. And there's even people who are high level Scientists and you know secret organizations who know that this was actually this is actually going on like this infection. It's like they call it artificial intelligence, but there's more than that that's going on through technology, and you can see it through a lot of things that was going on on Facebook and social media, and how easy people are um, triggered to you know emotional reactivity and um, you know harming one another, slandering one another, but it's also the fake web bot um, identities that are being used and manipulated to move public opinion. So Yeah, my you know, problem is that yeah, my yeah. problem is, Eve, that there's so much resistance towards that. People like to think that that's not really affecting anyone. But it actually is, believe it or not. Well, it's like, you know, this is the problem. <laughs> it's like how do you tell a colorblind person what a color is if they're unable to perceive it? So right. what we're dealing with is a lack of awareness 
which makes them easily manipulatable and easily predictable program robots of reactivity. And that, that's truly what's happening. And, you know, they take advantage of the fact that people lack a certain amount of awareness, which makes them easy to manipulate in, in large numbers and through certain means. So they, we've had these conversations with people who are, let's say, my labs or what I call the Starfire lineages. There's certain lineages where they're really honing in on um, abducting them, experimenting with them, trying to use them as operatives, or if they don't... Uh, <laughs> If they don't do what they're told, then they try to punish you and target you, and they try to wipe you out, basically. So they're trying to wipe out the people who are aware enough to, to know what's happening and to say no. Say, I ain't falling for this shit. I ain't doing this. You're not going to use me. I know what the fuck they're doing. And then they try to wipe you out and target you and kill you. So they're trying to wipe out certain bloodlines that have the what we call the natural awareness and what we call the originals. And so we talked about this on our last few interviews as well as the last article, but mitochondrial DNA lineages were being watched and uh, of a certain type of natural awareness, which we can connect with that to uh, be able to observe clearly what's happening and how they are manipulating consciousness through artificial intelligence in our own consciousness so that if we can become aware of that and then really connect more with the spontaneous natural awareness, then we can override those manipulations and what they're doing. And so that's really the key, the most important thing to do is to connect with that natural awareness and understand the difference between that and that which is a contrived AI computational artificial machine. You guys can't hear me. I can hear you. No. Someone could hear me and then no one could. I hear you now. Oh, my God. What happened? You left me alone. I don't know what happened. I was talking, and then that's really weird. It's been a strange night. The audio has been really bad lately here. I enjoyed it, though. Me and Eve, we tried to handle it. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are stepping up to the plate here. <laughs> I'm talking with people about the love bite because we really didn't say much about that, but it's just as relevant now as it was when I wrote the first book, and it, it still happens. And uh, what can I say? That, that love is one of those things that human nature is what it is. And if we feel that connection with someone else, we're going to override maybe how it happened and just want to go for it. <laughs> you know, it does happen. Yeah, definitely it does happen. And it's such a weird thing that you can be fixated on someone like that to a very strange level. And sometimes it's because someone else wants us to or there's a reason for it that we don't understand yet but oftentimes in hindsight you discover it later and this actually happened in some cases in my love bite book it's probably as well as the dark side of cupid where over time as these things played out the person realized that they knew this person in, in other lifetimes and that they were set up but they also had deep karmic connections with them and then, so, you may come to realize, if you do enough meditation, self-reflection, and healing, that these these things arise in your consciousness as to the, the real connections between people. And so, a lot of times the aliens put people together who already have a propensity for connection because of previous karmic connections, where they're both in projects together. So, there may be reasons that we realize later. Oh, my. But I think they, I mean, my, my view is they don't want true love, the, the power of, let's say, a true twin flame true love. 
if they can't control it. So more often than not, when people report to me that they think they have a twin flame thing going on, it's more often than not a hyperdimensionally manipulated scenario, unfortunately, or there's too many issues with both people to get triggered so that they can't seem to have a harmonious connection that's useful. They end up hurting each other. But if you have true love and you have that really powerful connection, that's something that I think that, that, let's say, the dark side would not want because that makes it very powerful, you know? Yes, I see. And can you hear me now, Eve? I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Just curious. The chat room uh, has been reporting that the audio has been kind of weird lately here. Yeah, I mean, I hear it, but I feel like it cuts off a little bit. But now I hear everything fine. I think it's just Skype. I think it's Skype. It's always Skype. Or it's the aliens. Or maybe it's the aliens, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. You never know. <laughs> the, the mic on mute so that when others talk, it's not as much interference in the sound. Yeah, maybe. That's it. Technology will do that. Usually I just blame Skype. Yeah. It's just always Skype's fault. And by, by the way, Eve, I'm, I am curious to ask you about these other things that I have discussed with various guests on this program, uh, like, for instance, spirit channeling. Where exactly do you lie with that? Well, I mean, it happens. It's definitely a real phenomenon that's been going on for thousands of years. And um, some groups claim that the entity coming through is a ET. And I believe that there's technologies now that can mimic, let's say, the original trance mediumship where they can hook you up to a technology and then enable like a spirit channeling through technology. I think that can happen. And I think a lot of people who are receiving information may actually be, they may be being hooked up to some technology to think they've got ET stuff and it's part of a big agenda to promote these social memes and narratives. So I'm not saying it's all, bad or wrong because I think we could pick up communication other levels of reality and that's there's nothing wrong with that we could pick up things from our ancestors or people from who passed on on the other side or other dimensional beings and there's nothing wrong with being able to do that it's just channeling is really tricky and it can link you up with stuff you really don't know what's working through and they are very intelligent and very tricky and exactly yeah Exactly. It's, it's yeah, I think it's dangerous. Oh, you think it's dangerous? Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, definitely, I think it might be a, a little troubling because you don't exactly know who you are communicating with. You could easily be deceived. Yes. And uh, and I was actually reviewing one of the older uh, interviews with Marit that, gosh, I think it was in 2012. It was a while ago. And it was the one called Oris Ra as the Archontic Alien Parasite. This particular interview and article went up on the Avalon forum for years. Um, but in her experience, it's one of the things that she realized, which most people don't even get to this level of awareness, but in her my lab stuff, there was ritual elements involved, which was with like some dark black magic that had to do with ancient Egyptian rituals and stuff. And um, basically, they were trying to activate the... They call it the Oris Ra entity, which is like a, a an archontic, demiurgic shadow entity being that's kind of like artificial intelligence 
also trying to activate that inside of her. Um, and it's very, very psychic and it's very alluring and um, seducing and seductive and extremely intelligent. My, yeah. And with saying, see, this is what the ancient Egyptians, I think what they did, why I put the image up on that article was there's an ancient image of an Egyptian with like this big snake-like worm thingy like in their head. It's like a side profile like drawing in black and white. But the archontic raw, whatever you call it, or this raw entity would have a snake-like form or a bird-like form, but it has like this shadow consciousness. But I think that's what inhabited these pharaohs, you know, who were inhabited by the beings that they thought were their gods, but it was actually this archontic artificial intelligence uh, extremely seductive being that was very intelligent. And once it basically hosted them, it gave them extreme psychic abilities and extreme intelligence, but also a kind of arrogance as well. And there's a there's a particular frequency and feel to this energy and this being, which uh, Marie described clearly in her experience in that interview, which I think goes back to what they were doing in, in some of these ancient Egyptian things where these like dark beings from these other realms were actually hosting these pharaohs and giving them abilities. And so I think, you know, remember that Stargate SG-1 uh, movie and oh, yeah. um, Gotham TV series? And I think they, they took it from actually what was really real, even though they made it into a fiction. I was just about they, to, uh, I, was, I was just about to ask you, Eve, about your thoughts about Stargates, but you sort of already answered that here. I really think this is based on real things because the symbiote, <laughs> it's like a symbiote that functions inside the energy body and, and it will post itself by attaching itself through certain energy centers. And I, I think in the, in the series, they, I don't know what they made it go in the spine. And then, you know, their eyes would light up or whatever. But in, in other ancient things, we talked about this in another uh, video interview with Lauda Leone and myself, the ancient priestess thing, where some clients who remembered past lives remembered uh, pretty horrific rituals done in ancient, ancient, ancient Egyptian times, mimicking what the giants did and how they, how they impregnated and hosted the, the females who were the the birth mothers who basically died in childbirth anyway, but they hosted them. And it was like a symbiote type of thing that went inside their energy body and their solar plexus and their, and their vagina as well. So it's, there's a real thing that happened in some of these ancient, ancient rituals, which mimic, you know, what is being reported actually. Um, and then some of these TV shows are spinning off on some of these themes, but really these things really happened in the ancient times. I know it sounds far-fetched, but, you know, I think there's something to it. Are you there? <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. That's why, I mean, I would uh, tell people to reread the, the interviews with Marit. Um, and there's links in the recent one that I have up on my website called Stopping Abductions, the AI ego complex apprehending that to understand what's happening. But in that article are the links to the previous ones so that you can see and understand the progression of awareness and experiences and how the abductions were stopped, but also the connections with what we were calling like this ancient Egyptian Oris Ra entity that's really from like a dark shadow realm and will invade the consciousness and lodge itself within the, what I'm calling the artificial intelligence structure of our mind, which is actually part of how we're made as humans. But when that's locked in, it becomes possessed by that signature 
instead of what we're calling the natural original awareness of the more pure aspect of our spirit. And so you have to recognize it. You know, you read these articles, maybe you can get a sense of what I'm trying to convey. And then maybe even your own observation in your own experiences of what felt more, let's say, organic and pure and natural and expansive. And then what is not of that, but mimicking that. Uh, so the counterfeit spirit is huge when we talk about AI, because AI is like a manifestation of the counterfeit spirit itself. And so this is why it's so important to get lucid and why I really don't talk so much about abductions anymore, but more about how we can expand our lucid awareness to gain more understanding and control over our own reality and reshaping our reality, because that's really where it's at. People to learn to be more present in their actual reality. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even getting lucid in the here and now uh, and meditation, um, Vipassana or body awareness is really good. And there's different levels at which you can become more aware. I mean, having alien abductions is certainly a, a life experience that is very traumatic for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it does open you up to an awareness of other kinds of beings and consciousnesses and realities. And so it helps you wake up. I can say that. Yeah, wake up people. <laughs> I think people are just afraid and it's just so hard to, you know, make a living these days and just to live normal life. It's a, it's a struggle as it is. But that's that's part of the distraction of the enslavement system to prevent us from expanding our own natural awareness, which could recreate reality altogether. So that's why it's important if we can help each other do that. And, and boy, that would really help. We might have lost Michael. Did you guys lose me? I'm not sure how much we'll end up on YouTube. Is this live right now? It is. And I think people do hear hear you. They hear you, definitely. Okay. Yeah. That's really, uh, yeah, where is this going, really? Like, uh, I'm not sure. I don't talk with a lot of the other alien abduction researchers so much anymore because I, I kind of got bored with it, to be honest. Not that it's not valued. It's just that I got tired of the same old, same old that would happen in my research where there was so much interference that it was really hard to, to get really good scientific evidence or to get past the control and manipulation system. Not only the abduction or the abductee's life, but the, some of the researchers as well. Um, I saw in my perception that they were being manipulated themselves, but they didn't have the awareness of how they were being hyperdimensionally influenced to carry out a particular narrative or receive a particular aspect of their theory. So this is why I would rather just work on lucid awareness and developing those qualities and how that can happen so that we can just completely reshape our reality. Now, Evie, I have a question. Sure. So going back to your alien love bite and kind of pedaling back a little bit, because I know we, we had some some steps in there where we were losing audio and stuff. Um, but I had a, a thought that how do we really prove that we're this, all of this right now in some aspect, uh, simulation, and that um, in all of our instances or all of the creations that we've been or will be won't continue to repeat um, not only our actions, the people we've been with, but only in different ways, different circumstances, and recycled or or different kind of, uh, let's say, 
blocking like you're blocking a scene for a television show like like what if we put seraphine and 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 evie over here and they do this you know instead of this how do we know a very good question topic of the simulation like they they actually do have simulations in what we call abduction related my lab experiences where um, consciousness is uploaded in a simulation and then Alters are programmed and tr- t- tested and trained in these simulation realities that sometimes you think it's real. Like they think, oh, I had an abduction and this is what happened. But really what happened is their consciousness was uploaded in the simulation. So those, those simulations occur. But the question is, wait, what about is this reality? Like the one we're in in 3D here, is this really a simulation? And that's a question that has been discussed by many who actually say, yeah, we are in a simulation. But really... When we're in it, I mean, how do we get lucid? I think we can, we just get more and more lucid. And as we gain our lucidity, instead of looking at it as a, as a bad thing, um, we just gain more and more lucidity. And the more lucidity you have, the more you basically change your reality until you basically get out of it and you, you go elsewhere. That's how I believe it, you know. Now, have you heard of, um, Ati Yoga and, uh, lucid dreaming and dream yoga? I know some of it's fairly old, but uh, yeah, some of it's really interesting. Because I think that's a good place to experiment with um, awareness and to to get a better idea of how things really work. And uh, you know, some people have pre-birth memories of what it was like before they came in into the incarnational body and other other lifetimes. Um, and sometimes people remember being out of that altogether and knowing that this entire thing was a big dream. So some spiritual teachers realize that, but I think there's few who really demonstrate that really in their lives. There's a a lot of talk, but there's really like, can they really jump in and out of reality? And um, they're just here as a favor for others. (laughs) In other words, they're not in the natural incarnational cycle. They're here because they want to help others and they can blip in and out as they, as they wish. And I think there are beings who do that actually. So are you, and I believe we are joined by another soul here, a star. The speaker isn't working well. I hope the mic is doing okay. You sound really good. Okay. Uh, Mike, let Vanessa go ahead. I'll wait until she's done. I'll go ahead and ask whatever question. Okay. Oh, okay. Is this better? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Um, have you read any of Jane Roberts' work? See, the reason, the reason I didn't want to talk yet is because Vanessa was in the middle of a, a statement or a question, and I didn't want to go back to stuff that you were mentioning earlier. I kind of wanted to stay on the same track that was going now. I've heard of Jane Roberts and the Seth Speaks, and she did the earlier channeling way back in, I don't know, the 60s or the 70s. It's 60s. Really yeah, and I, you know, I don't remember that ago, but... Uh, she was a channeler, and I don't remember what she talked about, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, it was pretty much in how we create our own reality, um, pretty much that, and how our behavior creates our reality and how we should sit back and be consciously aware of our behavior and how it does create what comes up in our, our immediate future. Yeah, I would agree. It's, uh, it's more than behavior. I think it's 
Yes. It's very complex. I mean, even the most yes, advanced Buddhist teachers say that karma is the most complex subject that to even understand the, the different contributions to why things are the way they are is is even for the most advanced yogi and mystery sometimes. I mean, because even like advanced, let's say, Advaita Vedanta teachers and these um, advanced yogis will say that we realize we really don't have control over everything, that uh, meditation or natural awareness consciousness where you observe the arising of thoughts and visions and things that you don't necessarily have control over over the arising and what will appear and that we don't really have as much control as we think we do, even though we can, but it's it's a bit of a paradox to be. I don't want to be like a victim consciousness, but many more things that I do not understand and that there's some things that remain to be mysteries and um, I'm always more awareness. There is what I think, and this is just my own opinion, there is strength in the passion we have behind the create when someone pisses us off, for example, we get this angst going on and that um, what's the word? Anyway, it, it, it heightens and pretty soon there's the angst versus the angst um, but and that could result in just like a, a flash burn, but also a, a calm understanding of knowing that everything around us is really pretty much an illusion and that our thoughts and our emotions and our passions, whichever way they go, are the... Um, God, I can't get my $50 words anymore. I hate when that happens. Uh, are the It's the glue that pulls everything together for us to experience this life. Okay, I think I went out in the deep end there. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, I think that we have to have some passion in our lives and some energy in order to basically create reality, right? And, uh, right. But I, I, one of the things that I noticed was maybe it's more of a negative observation, but the more chaos and tension that, let's say, I had or others had, and let's say in their interpersonal relationship or their lives or their jobs, then that increased the probability of alien interference and abductions and um, like trauma drama, basically. Like the more emotional unrest and unhappiness or chaos or drama in someone's life, the more interference they had with out of control events that just kept seeming to happen to them. And so the more peaceful we can feel inside, the, the calmer things can be. But that's one thing that I noticed that the more drama and emotional tension and unresolved issues, um, then that increased the abductions and increased the probability of being interfered with. I think, again, this is my own opinion, but I think right now we are at an historical point in our Earth history of a huge step in our human evolution, and there are branches splitting off. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I also think that in the create your own reality, we are all 
kind of right now concentrating uh, subconsciously on the future reality we want to be living in from here on out. It's like multi-realities. Uh, it's like those, uh, it was, oh God, I can't see his name. I wish I had written down notes. Anyway, there are vast realities. There always have been, and they just keep growing. But uh, what we are doing is creating our evolution, which we are going to go into after this major step occurs. Uh, okay, everything is going blank. Um, I'm, I'm going to step back and wait a little bit and listen to you talk more because I, I, I think I need to take a mental break. Yeah, I don't know who's present. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's complex. I think we're at an end cycle of cycles according to some people in awareness of that. Laura Leone and George Leone have talked about that on some videos called The Game Changer where it's the end cycle of cycles, where there's the, going to be the convergence of the event horizon after the, the crossing. Yeah. It's basically the, you know, the Sirius, the sun behind the sun, and, and Jupiter and the red planet and all converging and creating this new sun and this new reality. But before that happens, there's going to be a lot of chaos before the ultimate new sun and the new reality kind of thing. So um, that's a really fascinating video discussion of all the symbology of what is being told in ancient religions, Egyptians, movie, how that's being um, portrayed in symbology of what's really happening at this time. I mean, we're going through it, but I think that is happening. I think our creative imagination is being heightened by, by our oversoul, by the all that is, um, we could be, I don't know, maybe getting ready for another Big Bang. As far as the Big Bang, I don't think there's just one. I think Big Bangs are infinite. Uh, I think there is a, uh, the Big Bang happens, everything expands out, and then begins to gather again, tighten up, and there's another Big Bang. Big Bang. I think it is an infinite. Eternal cycle that happens, and since it's out of the time-space continuum, we don't have a way to measure it. But I do think it's something that is a uh, eternal process. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Michael, is Michael there, Michael? Is Michael there? He, but, uh, he, he's. I think he hears you, but I think he's having problems with Skype. To be honest. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just, it's just it, it, there's something happening with Skype. But I mean, I hear you perfectly, and I think people hear you too. Okay, I'm I'm gonna log out of Skype or or uh, disconnect so that helps Mike get back on. But I'll call back in a little bit. Okay. okay thank you for calling, Star. Thank you. Love you, Vanessa. Love you too. Bye bye. Eve, I think he's I think he's trying to get through. Not leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that's kind of a complex subject matter that I don't really feel talk about because there's so much going on on many levels. Mm -hmm. Like it, well, uh, North Pole and the South Pole splitting, right? There's like splitting of the poles, and some people think this is a you know be bullshit, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like 
a big deal. It was like, you know, the whole Planet X thing. I mean, there's so many weird things happening with the plasma. and the, I mean, you can go on and on and on, you know? Yeah, Just, definitely. Uh, no one real answer for anything truly anymore. No, I think we, we would like to know the answer, but then we may not really know, and, and that's hard to admit. <laughs> <laughs> Like no, I think you, I, you know, you know definitely enough. Yeah. I think, I think Michael's trying to, um, he's trying to fix things. Hold on, Eve. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I think it's Skype that's acting up, and I think he's having problems with it. But I well, yeah, it sounds like he's trying to come in now. Like maybe it's a cord or something. Yeah, there he is. I wonder if I get off, will he appear? <laughs> I'm not sure what the max is you can do on Skype for a recording. No, he. he uh, he takes call. He takes calls all the time, and it works perfectly fine. I, I think it's just like something's going on. You know, that's really unusual. But now we are back live and direct. I, I hope those on the stream could finally hear me. I'm not quite sure. It's pretty quiet now in the chat room. Now that I oh Vanessa, you're in the chat room. Can you hear me, Vanessa? <laughs> I hear you perfectly. So you guys all hear me now. Okay. I'm trying to see if someone else hears you. Incredible. What's the image on the screen? It's like a all-seeing eye, but I can't really see it. It's not big enough for me to see what – is that your uh, – Yes, yeah, the logo. It's something – what does it say around it? It says, End of Days, the Michael Deacon Program. Okay. So why did you choose that image? Well, I didn't exactly make it. It was a listener of mine who created it, and I thought, wow, that's amazing. So I just started using it. The AI, that's what, who is the all-seeing eye, huh? Or what, a, what, what is it really about, like an occult, uh, esoteric symbolism? It's a very, really, well... the all-seeing eye, is it the eye of Horus? Is it the, uh, yeah, the eye of Horus, indeed. And, yeah, the all-seeing eye, and it's kind of my way of recognizing that we do live in a Masonic Republic. Yeah, yeah, we do. That's yes, so sure. So. I knew that. Oh, yes. So it seems like everything's working now. Everyone can hear me. Thank God. Yeah, they 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 confirmed that they could hear you. But I mean, it was going well. You guys handled yourselves quite well. I was listening. Don't get me wrong. And I thought, oh, this conversation's flowing just nicely here. So, Michael, you don't live in San Diego County, do you? Or did you at one time live in that area? I I live about an hour away, and I can oh. yeah, I consider San Diego my second home. Oh well, where, where do you live? Or can I ask? Or is sure, it- I. I made i've made that pretty public i live in a little place called el centro california el centro okay yeah, yeah i used to live in fallbrook for many years and that's when i had the support group for many years the, the fallbrook portal house that was kind of funny but um and then temecula after that and then uh yeah so i was in that area for a while Eve, can i ask you do you live like near the blue ridge parkway yeah yeah, I loved it there. I went once, and it was it's just so beautiful. It Lucky. is. I love the trees and the animals and the waterfalls. And, of course, we have humid summers. That is one thing that's, you know, kind of Yeah, I mean, I know all about the heat life. I live in Florida. But, <laughs> I, I I mean, I, I loved it there. I, I, I want to live there. <laughs> well, a lot of interesting things in the mountains, though. I mean, there's stories of, you know, not only Bigfoot, but little people. And, yeah. Uh, a lot of supernatural things, some underground bases and ET sightings. So the, the mountains are full of life, full of legends, and it's very, very interesting. Um, there's a bunch of ladies and cashiers who run a website called skyshipovercashiers.com. Uh-huh. And they report reports of a lot of um, things that are going on, like in the, in, a lot in the mountains. 
you know, people who have sightings with Bigfoot and communication with them and even the little people, which is like a a race of people in in Tennessee mountains and how, you know, they're telepathic. Most of them are telepathic and a lot of them are interdimensional and physical at the same time. They can shift back and forth. So there's like races of beings who are living all over the world who I think they've been around for a while, even giants. You know, there's legends of giants in this area which the Cherokee had. And I remember growing up um, when I would visit places where my parents grew up, there was this place, I don't know where it was in Blowing Rock or where it was, but they would have this place where a big giant was. It was like a little amusement park for kids. And they had this big giant like sleeping on a bed, snoring and, and this feather going up where he was blowing his air. And it was, you know, like the sleeping giants. And there was actually about sleeping giants. And I think there's actually something to that. Now that I mean, to be honest, if I was some, if I was a, some sort of creature, I would live there too. It's it's so beautiful. It, it is. I, 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 I love it. It is. I, I noticed the difference though. Um, I only noticed the difference. Like I lived in California for most of my life and then I went to North Carolina and then I came back a few years later and then realized the difference in energy. I was much more aware of the energies of the West and the dryness and the cities and versus the energy of the mountains and the life and the water and the earth element. It made me more aware of how the energies feel different in different areas of the earth and how much I actually missed um, the mountains and the and the earth element and the water element. And, and there's so much life force when you're around like this many trees and animals. It actually it makes a big, I think it makes a big difference in how you feel. Definitely. I live in a city and I feel like if I lived like somewhere where there was less people, I would feel like a lot better. Like that's how I feel. Like I feel like I would be more connected. I feel like the city completely destroys you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to go back to the agitation of Southern California. I don't think I could, I could do it for very long, you know? Amazing. But it makes you wonder like why certain beings there's more UFO sightings in certain areas, you know, like there would always been sightings in the mountains, like the Brown Mountain Lights and, you know. Yeah, like in New Mexico. In New Mexico? Yeah, lots of sightings there. Yeah, yeah, underground bases and in and up and actually in San Diego, there would be craft flying in and out of the water. I've heard a lot of reports of that and the underwater bases out there as well. I mean, they have they have taste because I would not come to the city if I was an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they probably hide out amongst people, you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. It's uh, funny. MIB stories. and uh, I never ran into an MIB, but uh, I know someone who did, who had a lot of UFO sightings and was witness to unusual things and then was, like, followed around by these MIB characters. So that that's, that still happens, you know? Any any cases where there's like a lot of um like in the in any city or is it usually just like small like you know remote places? They could hide out better in the cities like in Las Vegas. There used to be aliens hanging around there. I I used to hear a lot of stories about like weird aliens hanging out in Las Vegas at the casinos and stuff. Really? Oh wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, I've always wondered that because I mean, I would I would see they would blend in more. (laughs) Yeah, it's easier to blend in in cities, I would think. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. I'm talked out for the night. I, think. I know you're. You're. I know you're. You're starting to slow down there. Because it's late. Right. It is. It's know. getting late here, and I, I did have a few other things to ask you, but I, I'll sure. I'll keep it down to just a few, maybe a, a one one or two here. And someone kept asking me to ask you about this. 
Um, they were curious what you thought of the number 1111 and why they keep seeing it so often. That's real common. That's been, well, the gateway, right? 1111. Right. It's the, the gateway number. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a numerologist, though. Um, Lauro Leon would know that more. Like, you know how you wake, you'd be people who wake up in the middle of the night. It would always be like 333 or 444. Sure. And everybody look at the clock and spring it. I mean, this 111, 1111, that happens to me a lot. You know, and um, they say it's a gateway thing, which means it's a symbol for interdimensional, um, you know, openings, maybe. You know? It is very interesting, though. Many people do see these weird numbers or they experience deja vu. That's another one that uh, commonly happens to people. Well, yeah, it does happen. I mean, we, we could be living this reality again. It's like a loop, like, yeah, getting stuck in a loop. Oh, my God. <laughs> like dark oh who knows that could be happening i mean some people swear that those kinds of things happen and it's just that most people aren't aware like there's many realities or many um like timeline realities and universes and that yeah we have other selves and other timeline realities so that gets really uh confusing to think about it like oh, the yes. time travel stuff yes it's all very fascinating and of course eve we definitely are coming to a close here and I did want to ask Vanessa if you had anything else to add, or Seraphine if you have anything to ask Eve. Now is the time. Nothing, huh? No love bites lately, huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has a love bite somewhere along the way. I think I have a love bite. No, just kidding. My goodness. Well, Eve, I do want to thank you tremendously for being a part of the program. It's been fun, and now I'll I'll leave you to plug anything you'd like. Or to leave us a message with, with anything of, of your choice. The stage is yours. Well, you know, I'm always going to tell you my website is still evelorgan.com. And it's also alienlovebite.com. It's the same website. My book, uh, The Love Bite and the Dark Side of Cupid, are available through Amazon. So you can always get the book, get both books. And they're very informative in terms of um, engineered relationships and how to understand and identify that on paranormal levels, normal levels, psychological levels. And, um, you know, where I'm really going from here is um, wanting to explore more of the natural awareness of lucidity to change reality, but to also have a greater remembrance of who we really are and where we're going. And I'm still in the process of, you know, working on another book, which should be really revelatory, actually. So, um, you know, the more we understand how we can become free and integrated and really tap into our abilities because many, I think many people who've had, let's say, the Milab experience, abductions or in programs like the Secret Space Program, they know that they have parts of themselves that have abilities that are above and beyond, let's say, their natural personality, but they don't have access to that. I think if we can become lucid and aware and integrated, we can access those abilities and use them at a much greater degree. And we can start really creating powerful realities if we had access to that. We just kind of take back our own control and tap into that. So Great that's my stuff. Take yes, and what's yeah. your website, Eve? Oh, evelorgan.com. Wonderful. Okay. Well, Eve, yet again, thank you for being here and joining me and uh, the other ladies here it's been fun you were amazing yeah <laughs> thank you nice to meet you Evie. you know if you had a question i've got a contact form on my website as well so 
And, and there's an Alien Love Bite uh, Facebook page, although I'm not there all the time, but there is a Facebook page as well. So Fantastic. All right, Eve. Well, thank you so much, and I'll talk to you on the other side. Okay. All right, Good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. And there she goes, ladies and gentlemen. And now we are left with Seraphine and Vanessa. What's going on, ladies? Hi. How'd you think? What would you think of Eve? I mean, I think she's amazing. I, I think she's awesome. awesome. <laughs> you guys liked her? I really do like her. She's cool. Yeah, she's a great woman. I love talking to her on the program here. And I'm wondering if, if you guys are going to stick around after the break here. I'm sticking around. You're sticking so, around. You'll have me? Yeah, if you want to hang out here, definitely. The second half is the best part. That's true. <laughs> so are you in, Seraphine? Yeah, I'll pour a drink and I'll that, be here. That's what I'm going to do myself, actually. Vanessa, I recommend you do the same. <laughs> Thank you. I will. All right, ladies. Well, I'm going to hit both of you on mute now, and we're going to go on a little break. And when we return, we'll wrap up the show and we'll get into other discussions here. All right. Great. All right, ladies. And now I have muted myself from uh, Skype here, boys and girls. And for those in the chat room, well, bear with me. We'll be right back after this little break. Hang tight. You believe Michael didn't touch Peach ever? Michael never touched the Peach in his whole entire life. He didn't even peek at the Peach. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit. I don't know what happened, but now the audio seems to be working. And ladies, say something for me. Hi, something. There we go. Oh, damn it. Okay, Perfect. I'm glad we got the audio back. And I think we even have a caller who, I think they wanted to yell at us or something. Let's put them on. I'm ready. Caller, what's going on? Pussy ass, shit balls, fuck ass balls, pussy ass, twat. <laughs> twat. Fuck ass balls, butthole, asshole, asshole, butt falls, butthole, bitch, ass cock, cunt, twat, and balls. That's pretty good. Or my bell keep calling. God damn it. That was pretty God good. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. I love you. Love you, too. Bye. I really like that caller. Did you guys like that? Yeah, but they only said cunt once. It, it was actually pretty good. They they were on a roll there. Yeah. Who, who the hell is that? I have no idea who that was. Aw, I love them. Me, too. I thought they were great. <laughs> oh, no. Use birth control. <laughs> Wow. I mean, well, we could have used that comment during during the interview. What happened? I know they were scared. Yeah, what happened, Seraphine? You should have you should have um came in during the interview like that. Well, because I I thought I was supposed to be on my best behavior for Evie. I I didn't know that no. it was on. No, not at all. You were you you're allowed <laughs> to do whatever you want here. Oh, okay. Now I know. I didn't know. Okay. I was. I need. I, I needed you. I, I needed you to react so that I could react off you. And That's like, what I'm good at. And like Vanessa was doing her job once. You know, my audio just went to shit. Everyone picked <laughs> up the pace, and I was extremely proud of all of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was like, holy I, shit! I, I don't I even was need to talk. Out. Let me tell you, I was freaking out. It was like I don't even need to talk. I don't even need to be here. You guys were doing a good job. No, you don't know how needed you are when your audio went out. Like, I was like, damn, Michael is, like, very good at this. <laughs> Hold I on. Can, do it. can I see your boobies? Oh. Mine? Michael's? Yes. Yeah. By, by the way, Carla, where are you from? I'm Florida? from New York. You're from New York? Why am uh, I not surprised? I was born in New York, but I don't have a New York accent now. I know, I was going to say, but you don't have that terrible accent. Because my originality is not from New York. Amazing. Wow. 
And that that was the sound of me opening up a beer here um, for the caller. Okay, did you you like rubbing twat all over the place? Do I love rubbing twat all over the place? Oh, my gosh, that is so cool. Well, I mean, you know, who doesn't like rubbing twat all over the place? That's just what it's somebody else's. Yeah. You like rubbing cum all over the place and stuff? Uh, well, what can I say? I love the ladies. <laughs> it's just, it just, it's like your, your delay is not bad, you know. It's like a, it's just probably about what, uh, ten seconds, but you know, it's it's, it's good enough. Like it, it's almost, it seems like a little teasing thing. It's all good. I mean, you know, it, it's, I mean, it's free. It's okay. It's okay if you eat twat, 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 bitch. Well, I am one of you. Huh? Nothing. I was I was just playing along with what you were saying. That's all. You said you were 180 pounds. 180 pounds? Is that what you said? Yeah. Is that, what you, is that how much you weigh? Uh, no, a little less. I weigh I weigh 117. Oh, you mean Vanessa? Oh, me? I weigh 117. No, you. you My boobs uh, weigh 20 uh, pounds. Let me guess. Let me, let me guess. You, you, you are uh, Mr. Mr. Man. You weigh 150, right? A little bit more. 155. L- more than that. Jeez. 160. You're no. not winning a stuffed animal tonight. I know well, what's going on here. I say, are you 167 pounds? No, I'm about a hundred and I think I'm about 178 right now, actually. Can I see your cock? I'm becoming a I'm becoming a radio guy. No, you cannot. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm taken. I'm sorry. <laughs> you taken by Vanessa? Yeah. No. Really? <laughs> well, yes, maybe. Technically. Technically, yes. Oh, wow. Definitely. Okay, that's okay. Technically. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so you're from New York, and, and you just discovered and I, the program. I did not discover your program. I just, yeah, I did discover your program. There you go. How, how'd you do that? Oh, what kind of places have I got, I, I can hear I can hear that last one. What, what was that? What? Am I listening? Can you guys hear her? I, I can't make out what she just said. I don't know. I don't understand New York accents. I know. It's kind of hard. <laughs> but chirping. Yeah, you have a really strange voice. What the fuck is wrong with are you? T- are you 12? Yeah, are you 12? Well, I'm less than that. Are, are you 10 years oh. old? Oh, oh Michael yes. Jackson style. I know. We're going to talk I'm about Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Are, are you a Michael Jackson fan, <laughs> by the way? Yeah, I Michael Jackson. Like, if you look on my site and YouTube channel, then it will say... Um, hi, I'm in Michael Jackson. I'm in hell. Did you just say your Satan YouTube channel? <laughs> Rock on, Chicago. This is probably the best. I'm Satan. This I'm Satan's the... child. Satan's child. This is probably the best call we've had all night. Are you a boy or a girl? Are you a tranny? I am a, I'm a girl. You're a girl. Also, you yeah. identify as a woman. Okay. I thought it was a Swiffer wet jet. <laughs> You're a Swiffer wet jet, you 90 million year old man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How did you know my age? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so confused. Oh, you're clever. You're clever, man. You're very clever. (laughs) I think, I think I might have found my new co-host. I, you should have called in when the guest was on. Where were you? I drove. Was was that a script? Oh oh my god, there's barking. (laughs) You leave that chihuahua. Amazing. I'm not leaving anybody. That's me. I'm a girl. I like to squeal. What's your name? Yeah, what is your name, caller? Um, my name is Greena. My name is Dreema. Or no, my, not, that's not my name. Actually, I'm giving you a fake name, but <laughs> my name is Anne. My name is Lily. Lily, that's a that's a pretty name. 
Yeah, that's pretty. That's I like pretty. that. Uh, and that's not a fake name. It's actually my real name. Aww. How sweet. <laughs> Wait, you, sound, you, sound, you sound very nice. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm actually, even though, even though it might be a joke, a joke caller than them, so I'm still a nice man. By the way, caller, um, when you were growing up, did you ever kill small animals? Just a question. I love animals. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. Well, uh, I, like you ever done that? No, I hate cats. Uh, see, I thought you were a cat lady. Mm. Wait, so. no. oh, not everyone's a cat lady, Vanessa. Did you Vanessa. just call me a lady? Did you just, <laughs> just call me a lady? Did you just call me a lady? Like, no. Oh, shit. Sorry, sorry. 2019. I forgot. I forgot. I, I, what do you identify as? Gender neutral. <laughs> I'm not gender neutral. Did you call me? No, right? you, lady is an uh, older lady. Uh, yeah, ladies is actually for like a really older woman. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. Not even older. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, girl. Girl, there you go. Right, girl, you what's go. up? <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. Are you are you on Skype, ma'am? Yeah, we're on Skype now. That's kind of an obvious question, unless you're dropping acid this early. That's true. Are you in Florida? You sound like a Florida person. Oh, really? I know. It's Whoa. funny you say that. It's very coincidental. That was like a remix there. Um, because I have originality from Florida. Did you hear that? Yeah, I'm from I'm from Florida, and I could sense a Florida person very well. How like, you, I, could, I, I feel it. How did, you know that was a, how did you know that was a person from Florida? It. You felt, felt it. it hey, can I can I yeah. can I come to your house? Well, sure, why not? Sure, why not? Only you if live you in Florida still? Only if you don't bring duct tape or rope or gun. We're good. This oh yeah, I, 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 oh, oh yeah, I'm actually gonna bring all three of those things. Holy yeah. hell. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy Next caller. I'm just buying. Okay. Next caller, okay, please. Can you leave me on? You're you're my favorite caller this year. Even though we just started, yeah. automatically you're my favorite caller. Yeah, you're my favorite person <laughs> ever. <laughs> really? No, really, really. Really? Yeah. Really. Huh? Yeah. Michael, your chat room is saying that I have an echo. The, the what yeah. has an echo? I have a little bit of an echo on and off, Vanessa. Really? Oh my god! I wonder what I'm doing to make the echo. If your is if your volume is up a little, peaked a little bit too high on your end, it'll bounce. Yeah, I think it's Skynet. Uh, do I sound better now? Skynet. Hello. Skynet. Now? Do I sound better now? You, you guys sound what great. The, what the Scott? When Vanessa. Connection. Yeah. Call me. Hi, Vanessa. Oh, my God. Call her. Oh, God. My God. What? You scared the hell out of me there. Swiffer yeah. Well, good. Oh, star. <laughs> I love it's you. Star. I'm a Swiffer. I had to drop the other Hello? caller. They weren't really saying anything. Oh, I'm no. going to call back on Skype no, and Mike at least no. let me through this time. No, don't. Don't call through Skype. Don't I do it. I can't hear you. You can't hear me. You're fuzzy. I'm fuzzy. Ooh, you're fuzzy. <laughs> I don't know how I'm fuzzy. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> But she's Either laughing. She hasn't stuff to drink, or <laughs> that means that you're you're <laughs> you sound fuzzy. Everyone sounds fuzzy on the damn phone. Well, that's too bad. Oh, on the phone. 
Okay. That's not good. Oh, well, thanks, man. I thought I was your friend. Well, you, 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 you are. are our friend. I, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Star. You don't know who this is? And, no, we know very star, well who this is. Of course we know who you are. Good Lord. Even I know who Star is. Me. I think oh. Skype is ruining our friendships. I know Skype has been the death of this uh, think, the death I of this program. Skype is possessed. I think Skype is possessed. And this phone apparently or the, the communication is Dagnabbit, I wanna play too. You sound Come fine on. to me though, so you know you, you, I, I hear you Wait. perfectly. I don't yeah, know. you sound fine, so you know. Yeah. You sound fine, girl. But Mike now Mike is mad at me. Mike doesn't like me anymore. No, you what? would know if no, I didn't like Mike, you. Mike loves you. I wouldn't even let you. I wouldn't talk to you if I didn't like you. Yeah, Mike. Oh, that's Mike, true. You, you don't here. even play. He would, he would not be talking to you. Yeah, I don't really he play games. Like I don't really, you know. He's very serious. If you don't like me, you'll know. Mike? Mike? Yes, Mike, Star, I'm yes. I'm with you. Okay. I'm fucking with you just for fun. Language, Star. I don't mean anything negative. Star, why are you using this language? That's a very naughty Star, oh. we're gonna be, we're gonna but be. He said um, it was okay. We're gonna be demonetized. Well, not, naughty mouth. Star? I know we're gonna be demonetized again, Star. How dare you? <laughs> How dare me? <laughs> I'm not very daring. This is very rare, you know. I know. I'm so glad you called in, though. You are? Yeah. Hell yes. Because you didn't call through Skype. Because Skype is the devil. Yeah, Skype ruined it's our. Been well, this, yeah. is, this phone is limbo. Then. No, you sound good though. You sound very oh, sexy, actually. Yeah, everything's good here. And, well, now that you're here, and since we were talking about Michael Jackson, of all things, there is a documentary <laughs> that will be coming out that I'm excited about. Nice segue. Uh, I want, What's coming of out? Of course. That's how, that's how it's done. Well, Wait, when you're a professional, I... that's how you do it. And, see, the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jackson, folks, yes, the guy who invented Thriller, yeah, him. The Moonwalker, that guy, yeah. The only one. The, the, one, and the only. one and only. Well, there is a documentary uh, coming out about his uh, alleged child <laughs> sexual abuse. And oh, no, someone else is calling. I know, and it's that caller. I, I had to just turn that off because that caller is just now. They got to see what, see what happens when you let these people get comfortable with, with the trolling. Yeah, they get caught. They get, yeah, they get really happy and they want to call. Call in and be a part of the 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 the, the bid here, but you know they they need to provide something. Yeah, you you just really can't call in here and expect me to put you on the air just just because you know you called in and I had fun with you. Yeah. Oh, oh no, Star, they're not really trolling. They just want to be more a part of the program, but uh, not right now. This is uh, the news segment here as we go along. And of yeah, course, this is the serious part. Yeah, this is the serious part here. God damn this it. So, yeah, so this is very adult here. And of course, the sexual allegations that were made towards the one and only Michael Jackson, uh, the documentary is called Leaving Neverland, which will air on HBO later this year. And of course, I'm extremely fascinated by it all. Uh, just last year, I was talking all kinds of noise about the case. I was saying how uh, these individuals were coming forward yet again. The Wade Robson and James Safechuck, both individuals who kind of have been sort of iffy about some of their claims. They kind of flip-flopped just a little bit there. Uh, Vanessa, you've been keeping track of this too, right? 
Yes, I'm very, I'm very into it. Amazing. Isn't that interesting? Um, Seraphine, what do you think about that? I'm in bewildered awe as to why we are beating a dead horse. No, 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 no. (laughs) And Michael Jackson, he lives on forever. (laughs) Just like Millie Vanilli? Yeah. Girl, you know it's true, girl. I know. So you guys think he's uh, innocent or not? No, I think he's guilty. Because because there's more than one person who said it. That's why I think No, because he settled $22 million. $22 million the first time, that's guilty to me. That smells as guilty like the guiltiest. Hold on one second, lady. Star, how do you feel about this situation with Michael Jackson? Go ahead. Star, did we lose you now? Oh, no. Oh, there you are. Star, go ahead. I was just saying in a moment ago that local machine said Vanessa rules. And I just said, I agree. Right. Well, we were talking about Michael Jackson now, and I did want your opinion uh, on this whole sexual allegation thing that he has going against him yet again. Even though he's dead, we have this documentary coming out later this year that paints him in a not-so-positive light. How do you feel about that? Go ahead. Okay. Well, you brought this up before. No shit. Go ahead. You had the whole second half on him before. Right. And. He has always been a child. Uh, he's always in his heart. A child. He's always been a child. Yes. Right. No, Star. Sorry, you cannot make excuses. <laughs> he's always been a child, man. Huh? <laughs> no, I. What? No, don't misunderstand me. Amazing. I mean, he. Okay. He is. Uh, he was a very gifted and talented person. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he ain't a pedo. That's he's true. A pedo. Right. Well, well, we don't know that exactly if if he allegedly. in fact is allegedly. Hold the button ears. Go ahead, Vanessa. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. We're not trying to catch a lawsuit here. <laughs> no, it's right. allegedly. Sorry. Yes, funny ears. <laughs> so allegedly that you know these individuals here have stepped forward. Um, of course, talking about Robson and Safechuck. Again, both of these guys very questionable in my opinion. However. Given the fact that all that money did pour in at one time, it does make everything highly suspicious, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He I told them. He told them, that's ignorant. That's, that's ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> nice Michael Jackson voice there. <laughs> Thank you. And, and Star, how do you feel about that? They're, try, they're trying to ruin us. That's and, ignorant. And Star, how do you feel about this? My gosh, there were so many... There were too many people talking at once, and I'm not sure which 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 one you're talking about. How do I feel about Michael Jackson? What? Yes, this whole documentary that's coming out. Are you going to watch it? I have no idea. I don't know about a documentary coming out, but I will watch it. Nice. When is it going to be on? We don't have a specific date, but it will be on HBO. Do you have HBO, by the way? No. I don't. I don't have TV. I don't want TV. You don't watch. You don't. You don't watch TV. But you I have internet, watch. right? Yes. You don't need TV when you have internet. That's I right. have internet and I have HBO. Yeah. Because I'm sappy like that. That's right. <laughs> Game of Thrones and Grey Dawn. That's right. Game of Thrones. People still watch that shit. Yeah. Winter. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys like that show, huh? I don't. I don't. I've only seen like one season. I think it's I've only seen weird. it a few times, but it's just terrible. Yeah, it's very pervy. It's a terrible. Me. I can't take it. It's a terrible fucking show. I, I, you know, I lost interest in it after what, maybe the third season? 
Wow, you lasted very long, Michael. I'm proud of you. Well, I wouldn't exactly say I lasted that long. I was well, kind of... You last very long. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> have you been drinking, Vanessa? No. More more than I have. No, no, I have not. I, I need to catch up to you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, don't worry. I'm drinking while this is happening here. And oh, okay, then great. Right, and then bad yeah. news. Bad news comes in pairs, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because of course Paris Jackson reportedly checking into rehab for emotional and physical well-being. I mean, who didn't see that one coming? Oh, it sucks to be rich. I know, right? It, it sucks to be that that rich and wealthy, and and you have to be um, suicidal yeah, of all things. Yourself it and does. give me your money. Just get it over with. I'll, I'll find her suicide. Right. It's really amazing. Apparently, I'll... she has always had these these mental issues going on with her. But holy shit! If you're Michael Jackson's alleged offspring, I would have to feel that you would uh, go through these sort of things later on in life. What do you think Michael Jackson would say if he were alive today? Ooh, good what do question. you think he would say? It's a great about question. What would Michael Jackson say about the wall? Ooh. I I need a bumper sticker that says, "What would Michael Jackson say?" That would be a great <laughs> sticker, actually. I agree. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. Make it on on Cafe Press. <laughs> what would Michael Jackson say about the wall? That's true. Hmm. Well, wasn't he always kind of like a liberal? I think he was. Yeah. He's do a, a, a whole he telethon was, he was about, about it. music. Michael Jackson was mostly all about music. Yeah. And touching children. And, and I don't think he, oh. I don't think he really had his head in politics. He was smart enough to stay away from that crap. He had his head in he other places. Music, That's true. And that was his love. That's his true. Michael, was his love and that was it. Not yet. I'm going to get there soon. But uh, okay, Seraphine did say something that reminded me of what Michael Jackson was allegedly doing uh, with, you know, underage kids in terms of what he called Jesus juice, which was allegedly, I think that's wine, which was wine. Right. Yes. It's not milk and cookies. By the way, Star, would you leave your child if, you know, if you had a small child, would you leave him in the presence of one Michael Jackson? I wouldn't leave my child with anyone. That's a good answer right there, that too. Wasn't, wait, wait, wait. That wasn't my family or oh, great no. answer too. I, girl, or I a trusted leave, person. I would not leave my child with my family. I don't have I children, but I would leave not my leave my child, child with, with anyone <laughs> that wasn't my family or a trusted babysitter, and it wouldn't be more than for a couple of hours to do shopping or whatever. But my children are grown, so... Uh, what are I can leave right. them with anyone, and it's that person. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. Uh, Very sad, though. Yeah. No. Very, I, if, mm-hmm. if I were a young mother, I would not leave my child with anyone I did not know for a long time or with a member of my family, period. Yeah, that is that is a great answer, and, of course, I feel the exact same way. You have children? No, but if I did, I wouldn't <laughs> leave them with Michael Jackson or... With anyone, really. Or, or I should say, do you have children you know about? No. No. Oh, gotcha. Thank God I don't. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Thank no, God I don't. Like, no kidding. Baby mama. Thank God I don't have any children. But yes, it is a very sad situation with Paris Jackson, who I think is just a very lovely young lady, but very trouble. Empire, Paris. What was that? 
said if she wants to die that bad, she can give me the money. I'll help her out. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, if you know, I'm not kidding. She's worth a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not fine. She is worth a lot of money, and of course, going back to 2013, that's when she first had that whole mental breakdown. Oh my gosh! Way back so then. But I mean, how how difficult could life be for you if everything is kind of you know set out there for you? And you can like have your head up your butt all the time and not have to worry about anything. Right. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. I'm so sad for you. It's depressing, right? Yeah, I could like slit your throat and not care. I feel the same way. But yeah, Par- Paris Jackson, <laughs> very sad. I feel very bad for the very uh, nice young lady. It's it's too bad. God, I wish I could hear you guys. You can't hear us. No, on this phone, it's so overmodulated. Everybody's fuzzy. I should have shaved. And, uh, yeah, right. Seraphine, you should have shaved. I know it's my fault. I said, it's not your fault. It's my phone's fault. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, Seraphine, about the shaving, um, yes. is this really something that, you know, because, you know, this is going to be kind of personal, but, you know, I have used a razor blade before and I've used, uh, I'm kind of embarrassed about this, but I actually used Nair at one time. And, ah. you know, that smell is probably the worst smell I've ever God, it's had like to, a human. You, so you know what Nair... You had what? <laughs> oh, my God. So Nair is just the most disgusting smell on earth. Don't do it. Nair? I mean, Wait, I would Nair? rather risk razor burn in places that I'd rather not show the light of day to to just the average person, unless you're paying me. Good but Lord. But other than that, but seriously... Do you have, do you have a Patreon? Mike, this is Nair? I need a Patreon. Me too, girl. Me too. So, Vanessa, uh, same with you. Uh, you know about Nair and its fatal qualities that it provides all of us uh, out there. And, you know, uh, you know, I don't really rock a bush m- much myself these days. Um, are you someone who, you know, rocks it smoothly or are you, you like a little George W. Bush down there? No, I like it smooth, baby. Smooth. Okay. Yeah, right on. down. Ew, what the hell? I've noticed that, you know, a long time ago when I was like senior year in high school, I recall going out with this girl who was like kind of like a Hindu girl, you know, and really right. And I remember like she like kind of had a few hairs like around there, you know, on her chest area. Oh, what? I'm not lying. I'm not even what? kidding you. It was it was a little weird. That is very weird. Yeah, it really turned me off completely. I, don't know, I mean, I don't know what the hell that was, but. Oh, what year was this? This was like in high school. <laughs> See, because in 2019, you. I'm not talking about 2019. I've... <laughs> That's crazy. I'm talking about high school. Did like before high school, I started my shaving fetish, like from the neck all I even my like my actual sides, underarms, my actual to my wrists, everything is smooth. Ooh. Well, I, 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 I mean. Oh my God. What did this show be? I never had problems. What is this? I never had problems <laughs> with hair. I mean. Well, it's a ladies' night. We're talking about shaving. Head growth. That's right. After hours. This like, ladies' night. I can talk about shaving all I want. I think that the hair embarrassment. <laughs> but I have. Yeah, I always want to be ready. Yeah, you never me know. Too. Girl, me too. Are we best friends or what? <laughs> 
You know, if I get hit by a bus or whatever and some hot EMT picks me up, I don't want him to look at me and go, holy crap. She's got a bush. Like, not to refer to the, the guest that we had earlier, but if I get abducted by aliens, I want to be smooth. You want to be, I want to be smooth. I want to be a clean. I want to be enticing. I want to be probed. (laughs) Me too, girl. Girl, I'm ready. Go. Amazing. And yeah, lots of these people, it was really weird actually when we're having this discussion with Eve earlier about, you know, people that have been having sex with aliens. It's really odd. I should have asked her if, if people, like, if aliens preferred shaven or bushy. I should have asked. That's a good point. Or what their junk looks like. Yeah, she, she really, she kind of wasn't really feeling it too much there. Yeah, because no, I like, sort of, <laughs> I sort of tested the waters there, and you know, she does, she wasn't really biting there. I noticed. No, she, she didn't not have the alien love bite. But right. She is. She does have an awesome, awesome website. She has some awesome articles and stuff like that too, though. But I'm really interested. I mean, I've, if you know what alien junk looks or feels like, I'm really interested to know. Me too. Like, like. I'm really interested. Well, I mean, there's and that. Do they like foreplay? There's I that guy that um, what's his name? I'm forgetting his in the that uh, Simon Parks. He's the guy that claims to have slept with like this cat lady type alien. Cat lady, as in hoarding and wears a muumu or and has eighty cats or. No, no, no. That's just the cat lady. Okay. This is like a cat alien woman. Oh, she doesn't have. Oh, uh, is, is she hot? Well, I wouldn't know. But uh, apparently, apparently he was like telling his wife about it. Really? That's that's got to be weird, right? No, but if his wife is into it, that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a like a threesome. Your penthouse letters. Oh, yeah. Meow. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it, it's a very that's unusual thing show, to see. I think your show went down. <laughs> People are like, I don't know what's happened. I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry, be happy. Well, this is ladies' night, so it is kind of, you know, highlighting the ladies here, so. That's right. I mean, that's, it's all on you. What can I say? Wanted to know. What can I say? This is more on you than it is on me. Oh, that's right. It's not your fault. It's not, no, it's, I'm just here writing as, I'm just writing shotgun here, that's all. Right. (laughs) I handed the show over a long time ago. Just didn't. We didn't notice. You guys just didn't know it. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. We took over anyway. So, but we didn't know. Yeah, Yeah. it's all good. Because we're dumb. (laughs) Because we're girls. (laughs) What we know, Vanessa. We know now, though. What do we know? That's that. Why is the sky blue? Yes. I know why the sky is blue. Do you know? Can you tell? Can you tell me? The light refraction from the sun on our Earth's surface. Oh, girl, you went went over my head. (laughs) I can also explain how planes fly, but we probably lose a lot more people. (laughs) That's true. By the way, Seraphine, (laughs) what what happened to our friend Clarissa? She sort of bailed there. I don't think she believes in aliens. (laughs) No, I believe she believes in aliens and stuff. I, I know that she hasn't been feeling too well lately. And stuff. And when I asked her to come on and she was all about it and I'm glad because I knew that she didn't forget or anything. But yeah. I think she's been battling like a because she messaged me earlier and said she wasn't feeling good. So I'm taking it from that message. 
that that's probably what happened because she normally does not bail out. Everyone yeah. has been sick for whatever reason. I've been sick, but I'm I'm drinking out of the bottle now. Oh boy, what are you drinking? Oh wow, girl, Fireball. Ooh. Wow, great. Yeah, you're not big red. You're not playing around tonight. No, I'm Irish and Basque. I don't mess mess around at all. You really don't. And by, by the way, this is this is just something horrible that happened uh, not long ago. It, it was terrible, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, as a, as your opinion too, Vanessa. Of course, I talked about this on the last program about that uh, about that individual who basically raped that woman who was basically like in a coma. Oh, oh, that's fucked. That is. That's very. That's very. Uh, kill very that. dark and. You know, I talked about it on the last program, and we didn't exactly know who uh, this individual was, but now we found out it was a a nurse, a male nurse out of all people. But we kind of, well, I should say I, I kind of suspected that obviously it would be a male nurse who went in there. And as I heard it, I went all Kill Bill on it. I'm like, it's totally a Kill Bill moment. It, yeah, let me scary. tell you, I know nurses, and they're they're like they're, they're freaks. Fucked, yeah, they're, they're freaks. They're fucked up. They're fucked up. They're on meds all the time. I have them close to home. They're on meds all the time. They're always high. Nurses, look, I would never check into a hospital if I was sick. <laughs> so this individual, his name is Nathan Sutherland. He's 36, and, of course, he's charged with raping a 29-year-old woman over at Hacienda Healthcare. That's oh, over man. in Phoenix. That is yeah. just terrible. And, of course, this guy, Nathan... He apparently is like this Christian guy, and he did all this. He's a Christian rapper. There we go. Oh, oh there for you. Yo, I raped somebody who couldn't say no. Yo. Isn't that amazing? Word. Does he have a oh. SoundCloud? I know he probably does have a SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Can I shoot him, give him street cred? You can if you'd like, but oh, God. I, I live in Florida. So. I, I just can't believe there's people You live like in that. Florida? Wait, wait, wait. You live in Florida? Yeah. Girl, me too. <laughs> We're besties. Oh wait, I didn't tell you. No, Florida. Oh, I thought I had told. Oh, I thought I told you that Vanessa was from Florida. We, no, I didn't know she was in Florida. You just said, "Hey, my girl Vanessa." Oh, it's because Ooh. I told Lorely. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Miami. I told her that everybody, all the girls that were on, were basically from like Florida. Yeah, I'm on. I'm like just off the alley from you, girl. Girl, that's right. Girl, we we besties. We need to, like, go do, like, the strip and get laid out and do the show. <laughs> For sure. Anytime. Let me know. Hit me up. Because it's only, like, not even an hour and a half from where I'm at. Oh. It depends on the traffic. Like, I can hit the alley and be there in, like, an hour and 15 minutes. Anytime, girl. We can hang out and talk about Michael. I'm just kidding. Oh, my. <laughs> Plot about taking over the world, and then, you know, you're going to have Michael take over the world, and then you're just going to knock him out, and it'll be all you. Vanessa. That's right. You know, I was talking to a guy recently who was nice uh, uh, allegedly raped by a woman. He's really good at that. Air quotes, allegedly. Allegedly raped by a woman, yeah, so I don't know if that's true or not, but apparently he has, I think he even has, like, this podcast where he talks about this sort of thing. And his experience, but apparently he was raped, so it does happen to men. Really, raped by? Um, I mean, it could happen. I that that was his. That's what his whole thing's about. Really? 
I'll definitely find you, I'll send both of you a link to that because I haven't heard it myself, but I saw his show and I, I read about it and I thought, holy shit, this guy got raped by a woman. I want to yeah, listen you, to that. I don't think that you want to know how, but you can be. I don't want to know like how, how either. But, like, doesn't it like have to get like, uh, what? <laughs> no, seriously, Vanessa, they, they don't really have, because of the whole birds and the bees thing, his uh-huh. work radio, that, that they don't have control to a certain extent that it, even when they're nervous, it, it will just come up and say hello anyway, or we can roofie them and, and it'll happen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or That's... take it the opposite direction and, and have them be a catcher and not a pitcher. Oh my God. That came out of left That's... field. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. You caught it completely, Michael. Girl, you, you're smart. Are you sure we're talking You go, man. Are you sure you're from Florida, girl? You're smart. Now, now that we're we're talking about all these, you know, we're still on the whole sexual thing. Um, I didn't really get a chance to ask Eve this because, again, you know, I try to test the waters, but you know, <laughs> why we're drinking, we're adults. Well, yeah, no, well all of us are drinking now, but uh, I'm I'm thinking, you know, I was trying to get into this whole conversation about the whole Me Too movement and oh. Harvey Weinstein. I was just going to ask her a few questions about that, but I'll ask both of you guys. Um, here's a bit of a scenario. What if both of you were young, aspiring actresses and, you know, our, 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 our guy, Harvey Weinstein there, he, you know, he went up to you guys and he says, you know, I have a proposition for, for both of you ladies here. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's trying to convince you to watch him shower. And of course he's promising you, uh, the moon. Uh, would you go along and do what he requests uh, of both of you, or how, how do you handle this situation? Uh, Vanessa, go first. Okay, look, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little drunk, so. Oh boy. Since I since I am drunk, I'm gonna tell you that why not? Which I'm pretty sure that's why mo- that's what most actresses allegedly said. <laughs> I would say, you know what? Why not? You know why not? So you'll let Harvey uh, watch you wa- wa- you'll watch him shower rather. Why not? I mean, honestly, why <laughs> why not? Yeah. You'll watch Look, him shower I too. Mean, yeah, and honestly, I would not feel bad about it. I would just go whatever, whatever. I mean, it doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> why not? I mean, if you're dead inside. <laughs> no, honestly, I I mean, Look, if I I'm if I'm benefiting from it, why not? Hey, you know, um, I mean, that's how a lot of people got their their start. You know, they were Harvey Weinstein guys or girls. So, you know, exactly. I, honestly, why <laughs> if I was married, no. But if I was single, why not? You know, here's the thing. And Vanessa, I know you can just, sh- you know, you don't have to say yes or no. You can just shake your head because nobody will see you. But as females, because a lot of things are super tough for us anyway, we go through a lot of shit. Let's just say that with all of the court cases that I've heard about Weinstein and a lot of guys and women like him, that um, a lot of us have gone through more severe things for a lot less. And mm-hmm. I had nastier things in my mouth for less reasons. Oh, my God. I oh, girl. No, really. I'm going to go there. We're adults. I'm oh, by the way, by the way, that remi- uh, Seraphine, that reminds me. Hold that thought one quick moment while I just bring up Paris Jackson yet again. You know, she she did say <laughs> she had she did say that she was allegedly molested and all that sort of jazz too, though. By her dad? No. Right? Well, not by Michael Jackson. That's not what I'm saying. 
Oh. Not Michael Jackson. What? It, no, ha- he likes boys. I was gonna what? say because he's in. Allegedly, the- Vanessa, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get a shut down here, Vanessa. Come on. <laughs> Amazing. 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 But the thing is, if somebody's like, let's say people like to sell their soul or whatever to the devil for record contracts and crap like that, if some dickhead wants to watch you shower for some stupid reason and that's all he wants and you don't even have to have sex with him. For sure. What do you girl? I'm I'm there. I'm signed up. I'm showering already. Exactly. And call a girlfriend. Make it fun. Exactly. I mean, girl, now that I know you live in Florida, I'm calling you. <laughs> Make it fun. I mean, I mean, and then you're going to cry about it. And then we have all these other people saying, and yes. Were you going to say other hoes? No. I was oh, okay. Say the people that are listening, for the hoes that are listening, yeah. The hoes, okay. That are, that are listening, go, oh, no, I never did that, or blah, blah. You know what? Some of us have dated for, for the meal or dated for for other stuff or whatever because it sucks to be a girl. It sucks to be a girl in the industry. It mm. really does. I mean, I started modeling when I was young. and then You're a model. People, I, when I was younger, I used to be really cute. So Are you you're not cute now. You're not girl? cute. What you happened? Cute? You you cute now. I'm like, what happened? You're not cute. Hit me uh, up, girl, girl, girl. Hit me up. Call people are afraid. Are you okay, Vanessa? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna steal your girlfriend, Michael. I'm How just dare you? <laughs> by the way, hold on one quick moment. I think we're joined by another caller here. Let's see what's going on. Michael. Is that Star? Star or Wet Jet? Okay. Yeah. Oh, there she oh. is. There, there, there's Star right there. Uh huh. I'm ready. How are you doing? We're good. Hi, What's Star. going on, Star? Okay, so what is the uh, the subject, the theme we're talking okay. about now? Oh my God, Star, <laughs> would, you let some, would you let someone watch you shower? That's yeah, that's the subject. <laughs> would I like someone to watch me I'm, shower? No, not if that's no directly, but I'd like someone to stand by in the next room in case I slip and fall and go. Help, and I know someone is there. By the way, no, do you do you have a do you have a, a jitterbug phone, Star? A jitterbug phone? Have you ever seen those? I never heard of them. What are they? They're like these big, oversized cell phones. Okay, It it reminded me because you're saying if you had fallen and you know you can't get up. Help. Yeah. Help. Wait, what? It's like one of those phones that you you dial in for emergencies, you know. Is that oh, like oh, an Obama oh, phone? That would be nice. Is that an Obama why called, phone? <laughs> why, <laughs> why, is it, why is it called Jitterbug? Jesus stop. Christ. Yeah, you no, need to stop drinking, my, Vanessa. Holy shit. I, I, be quiet. I can't hear Vanessa. Okay, Vanessa, I'm sorry, right, Vanessa. You're, gonna, you're telling me to be quiet. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, Mike, but I can't hear Vanessa. She keeps saying something to me. Vanessa's been saying all sorts of shit all night. I know. I'm Good. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm she's sorry. been I, I got on. Nervous because Michael, Michael left me alone. She's been on a roll. <laughs> I know. She's been crazy all night, but that happens. Right on. Right it, on. It, I love Vanessa. You, it's We're ladies' not. night, you know. It, it's going to happen. I know. I was Mike? trying to bring it. The show it, is basically told... like herding cats. And then you have Star over there yelling on the phone. I mean, Jesus Christ. Michael. <laughs> Hurting pussies, that's right. Oh, my God. Michael, dear Michael, my dear, dear friend, my sweet, my sweet little brother. Are you, are you okay, Star? <laughs> why, why are you talking in that manner? 
because I want you to shut up for a minute so I can hear what Vanessa is saying. <laughs> you keep talking and interrupting her. Seraphine, are you, do you hear that? Talk for a minute and then I'll be quiet. Do, do you, Seraphine, are you hearing this sort of abuse? <laughs> a whip out? My God, Seraphine, I'm being abused here. I don't even know what I was saying, Star. I don't know. Michael it's, interrupted me and I lost control. It it was a respectful request. Michael, it was a, I respectfully oh. request that you be quiet for just a moment for Vanessa to say what she wants to say to me and then carry on. Okay? Well, please? Thank you, friendly. Okay, sorry, but I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> All right. Whoa. It was like a DJ was in here. It's, it's <laughs> I love this show. Did you hear so that? Funny. <laughs> yeah, my and she like freaking. The like, fuck happened there? That, that was like nice. I don't know what happened. It, it was fuck would be good. That was a very strange. <laughs> love you, Mike. I really do. Is that all you had? Is that all you had, Star? I have so much more. Well, go ahead. Well. I will, but I'm going to be quiet and let other people talk, and I'll jump in when I have more to say. Understood. Anyways, here we go. Now that we got that out of the way, um, goodness gracious, what what else were we getting into here? Um, oh my God, uh, Vanessa, do we have do we have Florida news here? Uh, I think you you do, right? <laughs> I thought we did. I mean, th- this program wouldn't be a show without the Florida news. That's right, Florida. Yes. Yeah, the Florida news. I mean, shit. Exactly. There's always something weird happening over there in Florida for whatever reason. I yeah. I mean, I don't know. I take responsibility. <laughs> well, you it's, need to be careful because there is a man out there in, you know, in some parts of Florida close to you, Vanessa. I won't exactly say, but the guy is in custody after trying to break into homes. Oh, damn. That's like... Yeah, be careful. Okay. Let's go find him, Vanessa. That's right. Girl, you from Florida, too. That's right. I forgot. Yes. I have a CWP. Let's go. By the way, there's someone else here joining us on the line. Um, uh, caller, you are live on there. What's going on? Hey, Tom Likas' boyfriend. What's up? Hey, why do you got to have this girl on the phone? Oh, Vanessa God. Oh, oh, this is him again. You know, Dude, she's always on the goddamn here we go. line. Every damn show. We'll be talking about Florida. Here we go. Show. Hey, Vanessa. I hey, knew this was going to happen. Talk about Florida again. Ooh. Look, dude, dude, you have to talk about, hey, hey, sure hey, let's just talk about Florida the whole damn show. Dude, this you have ruined the show. I knew this was going to happen. You know, you just keep talking about Florida amazing. the whole goddamn time. That's pretty amazing. Everyone's so angry. <laughs> I'm not angry. I don't know. I had to, I had to lower their volume, their volume there because everyone's yelling. Um, but yeah, I love when this guy calls in. I don't understand why this guy hates me so much. I think he has a small dick. Yeah, so what's up with you and Tom Likas, huh, Michael? What's up with me and Tom Likas? What, what about Tom? Your bed buddy? Well, why do you always say he's my bed buddy for? Yeah. Are you, oh, are you jealous? Are you jealous? You're going to kick my Hello? ass. Amazing. No, Bubba, the love sponge. Hello? Oh, my God. And <laughs> Star's yelling. Hey, but Jesus Christ. I, you know, Star, I don't think we could have you on here if you're going to be yelling. <laughs> Baby, I mean, when, Jesus. Was, when was the last time? When was the last time that you oh, actually on. saw oh. a naked woman? Oh no, he hung up. Star. Damn. Sorry, I just cut me off again. Star, hold on one second. Um, the guy, he went crazy there. Did you, Star? Did you hear him? No, that's I, what I was trying to say. He was so you didn't hear him. I could not hear him. He was going nuts, Star. 
Look, I'm not. What did he lie. say? That guy Start. is my biggest hater. Start. He was, um, you know, he 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 calls in here, and you know, I like him, but you know, he he comes in here fired up all the time, and he does a great job. But you know, he he went nuts right there. He started yelling too. But why well, does he hate me? He so wasn't much? yelling loud enough because I could not hear <laughs> who it was. Well, I mean, you're kind of on the same sort of line there with him, so. Oh, it's going to be kind of hard to hear him a little bit there. But, yeah, the, the man was um, very angry, very angry with me, too. Amazing. Why was he angry? Why does he, he have a hard time like he it? Hates, he hates me. He hates Vanessa, and he always rings up Tom Ligas. It's amazing. He hates Vanessa? He's he an hates asshole. Me. Sorry, this guy hates <laughs> me. <laughs> He's my biggest hater ever. Isn't that funny? I think it's so funny. I don't know why he hates me. I I love him. He's actually a longtime listener. I, I definitely really? like him. He, he's a funny guy. Okay. He, he's yeah. just kind of mean. That's all. Why can't okay, he? Okay. Well, let's let the uh, let the cosmic computer delete him now. Right. Step. No. You know what? I like him. I like nice. him. I feel like he needs a hug. I, I think that's the problem, really. He's just someone who really needs a hug. That's all. He was. Projecting his anger and hate, and that happens. And, yeah, he doesn't. He's he's angry because no one will fuck him. That's and, true. I'm sorry. What? I cannot understand how someone would hate Vanessa. That's just. I love you, sorry. Sorry, because because, because, very because you love you love me. You love me, girl. You. Love I me. do. Aww. But even even if I didn't love you, I would never hate. Um. Well, I don't even understand what hate is. Right. That Aww. is such a an emotion to me, and you especially. I cannot understand how someone would hate you. That just <laughs> Aww, doesn't I love work. you. I love you. I love her. This is a, I, I love. Sorry. And uh, you're listening to a twat talk here on uh, Michael Deacon program. A fantastic segment, ladies and gentlemen. This has been amazing. Twat. Amazing. Twat talk. Amazing. It's, my, it's my new show. Michael Deacon. Yeah. It's Twat Talk Twat. with Michael Deacon. That's my new show. Twat Talk. Everybody, everybody listen to Twat Talk Twat. with Michael Deacon. See, it's, it's already catchy. Twat Talk. Twat Talk. Yeah. Would, would, women actually, would women actually listen to a program called Twat Talk? I need your opinions. Go ahead. Twat Talk FM. I would, I would listen. You would listen to that. I would listen. What Talk I FM, would, would, which means me. <laughs> if, if Michael was the host. Well, I would be the host. It's just me talking to a bunch of twat. I love it. People who think they're twats or are twats. I'd like that. It sounds like a great show. Mm-hmm. Talk about gruel, they said in the chat room. Oh, I'm just curious. The, the chat room is so naughty. The chat room is so just vile and disgusting. I love it. Awesome. I'm curious. Is Silver, Pants, is Silver Pants a girl? <laughs> she should call in. Silver Pants, I believe, is a girl. Silver what language does a twat talk? What was that, Star? I said, what language does a twat talk? You uh, mean like... Uh-huh. Oh, you mean like a queef? Oh, God. Goddamn, Star, you're coming in hard here. Yeah, Star, you went... You went pretty you know, far. Girl, girl, you too much. For you that. That, that was twat talk. <laughs> that was twat talk, yeah. Don't even Don't ask where the phone went. <laughs> Don't even ask where the phone went. Did you hear that? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Michael. Your show, I don't know what happened. This, this is ladies' night. I mean, this was supposed to happen. That's right. I mean, I planned this. Oh, I love this you. This is Mom. all your plan? Love you too, Star. Wow. Star's awesome. I love 
Yeah, Everybody we must build to Star. Yeah, we love. Yeah, we love Star. She's a great person. And I, and I don't mean that in the way where you know I I tell other people that you know host shows and stuff where I'm like he's a great guy, you know because you know when you say that usually you're you just, actually mean it. Yeah, time. you actually mean it. It's not it's not the whole no. fake way of of just saying oh he's a great guy because you know he stinks on ice. Oh God. But you're still saying he's a nice guy. You stink. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very fake Hollywood type sort of respond. Church hug. Yeah, I think it's pretty funny though, because that's what you hear a lot of, uh, you know, people that are, you know, headline acts, they tell people that are lower talent, you know, they say, oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, really. It's like, um, Vanessa over there who really loves, um, the group Hansen. And, oh, that's right. And once they, and once, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> and, and once they that's die. That girl. And once they die, I'm thinking, I'm waiting for all the musicians to come forward and say how impactful Hanson was to their career and how they owe him this or that. Look, have you ever listened to the lyrics of Bob? They're really good. They're very interesting. I don't know about all that. (laughs) Oh, my God, Star. Are you okay, Star? Are you okay there, Star? (laughs) Star, do you have? Do you have a dog? Yes. A dog? I'm just being snarky. <laughs> you kind of reminded me of um that one scene in Forrest Gump where, you know, For- little Forrest is out there sitting down and the, I don't know if he's like the teacher or something, and he's banging the mom and she comes, or he comes out and he starts like making those sounds. Like he starts imitating the guy. <laughs> that was like basically humping his mom just a few minutes ago. That's what Star sounded like right now. It was like a scene from Forrest Gump. I'm making Gump. it up. It's pretty Star, good. Not really me. I'm making it up. Star, Star, how old are you, by the way? If you don't mind me asking. You don't ask. You never ask. Oh, well, Star, Star, you know. No, how yeah, old are you? Star, I'm not telling. Star, you could tell me. It's okay. It's only me and you here. Okay, I'm ageless. Okay. Ageless. Thank you very much. Uh, come on. No, Star, no. you're timeless. You're and timeless. Old as I'm the timeless boys. and ageless. Okay, Star, are you? Would you consider yourself a milf or a gilf? That's a great, that's a great question. Okay, a milf. Uh, okay, what's a gilf? I a think gilf I know what a, a milf grandma? is. I'd like to fuck. Or a MILF, which is a mother I'd like to find. You're like a pirate tonight. Oh. Oh. It's Gasparilla down here, so let's get on. How about a wolf? What's a wolf? A woman I'd like to fuck. Ooh. We could star coming in here all hard. Star. Oh, my God. You just got Michael demonetized. (laughs) I know. Now we're demonetized forever. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I should say a H milf, which is a hot woman I'd like to fuck. As long as you don't have H one N one. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. All right. What's your favorite color, Star? Blue. Blue. What color? Blue. blue? A baby blue. I didn't expect that. <laughs> it's always been blue. Blue, huh? It's kind of a, a cosmic blue. That's cool. It's <laughs> pretty cool. I like that blue. That's a nice yeah. color. You like that baby? That's true. Cosmic blue. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. blue. We we have blue actually on the uh, ladies' night uh, banner there. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, there's a little bit of blue there. 
It's blue and no, it's sky see, blue. It's my full name is not porn star, sweetheart. Oh, that's porn true. Star. Well, if you were a porn star, what would what, be your name, star? Would it be star? No. Zeke is asking if my full name is porn star. I said, no, it's porn star. Sure, but if you He's were a porn star, but if you were a porn star, what would be your name? That's a good question. Go ahead. Oh, oh, um, I don't, I don't know. The porn, um, oh. Star. Star? Star. We just go with star. Yeah, oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. Wait, wait, wait. Easy, sleazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You see it one of the places that the floors stick? <laughs> wait, well, I did not. My, my I didn't hear her. She'd be Wingstar. What? That's what a Vic something said in the chat room. Starwing? Ween Star. Ween Star? What Ween? the hell is oh, that? Wiener. No. Oh, hell no. Wiener no, Star. No, no, no. Corn Star. Fuck Ween Star. No. Harvey uh-huh. Weinstein? Oh, no. That guy is. No. The wind. Gushing, the Gushing Granny. Huh? That's like a Russian name. <laughs> like a Russian porn star. But I, I, no, Those I don't. Damn no, I don't do porn. I don't watch porn. I don't like porn. I have nothing to Why do not? with porn. When, when was the, when was the last time, um, ladies, hold on, what? Ladies, I got a great question here. Uh, Star, when was the last time you actually saw porn? Oh, that's a good when, question. The last time I did what? Whoa, DJ there. Oh, hey. Had a remix there. Oh wow, that was. That was uh, like a that was a star showing off her uh, mixtape there. I know, she's heavy handed. We got a mixtape coming out, Star. Wow. Amazing. Do you have a Wait. SoundCloud? <laughs> oh, Star, by the way. I can't hear. Star, yes. The question is, um, when was the last time you actually saw porn? It's a great question. Or the naked last hand. time I what? The last time you oh, saw I... porn. Oh, uh, never. I don't, don't, uh, get the fuck out of here. On. No. I'm not going to get the fuck out of here because I don't watch Star, porn. Star, you're, you're lying to me. Oh, come on. You're I'm lying, not lying to you and I don't You're lying. Star, Star, how dare you? You're lying to me worse than... No, I'm not. No, you're, sit on your face to prove it. You're lying to me Go worse. You're, you're lying. <laughs> I paid for that. You're lying to me worse than Michael Cohen. No, I'm not. How dare you? I don't like okay, porn. Liar, liar, pants okay? on fire. Well, back at oh, you, Bubba. How, how dare you, Star? How dare yeah, you? You can go ahead. Dare. So, so Star, you're the Virgin Mary now. Yes, Star. Wait, I thought vir- you were. A girl. I thought you I had kids. No, I'm not Virgin Mary. I thought you had kids and all that already. Yeah, I thought you were guilty. I thought you. Wait, wait, you, wait, wait. Uh, you, wait. Max. Mike uh, said he thought I what? Hmm? I have <laughs> children. I've had sex. Yeah down the street, but I don't watch porn. I don't go watch videos Okay, okay, porn. okay, we get that, we get that. But when was the last time you saw porn? That's the question. I never yeah. saw porn. There is no never saw time. porn. Never. Girl, never you're, saw you are porn. It's a very good, it's a Believe very good Believe it or not, there's some of us who don't care for porn. Why do I feel like you're lying, though? Okay, say what? I said, why do I feel like you're lying, though, about that? I can't understand. I'm sorry. I'm an old fart. Yeah, I am an old fart. Say it slowly, please, so I can hear you. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nothing, Star. Don't worry about it. 
No, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Anyways, moving along here. Why should I worry about it? I don't give a shit. Good, good, yeah. Keep that mindset. You think I want porn? That's fine. No, that's right. Anyways. Well, then, go ahead and think I watch porn. Oh, my goodness. I don't give a fuck. Okay, Vanessa, I've got a question. Anyways, go ahead. Girl, girl, ask me. Ask me the question. What is your favorite go-to porn when you're just, (laughs) like, just because? Okay, well, I like a good... Please don't say clown porn. I like parody porn. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie. I like parody porn. I like a good Edward Scissorhands. Edward Penis Pants. I like that. (laughs) Okay. That's that's real. That exists. That's a that's a good one. Um, a good uh, that I think that's my favorite one. I mean, I I like them all. I mean, a parody porn. I like parody porn. Parody porn. Okay. Yeah, like a good Pokemon, like with a Pikachu. Right. That doesn't mean I can imagine porn, and I couldn't write about it, but I have never watched porn. Big difference. Look, I think porn is I, I, I still think you have, by the way, Star. <laughs> I still believe fully in my heart that you have come across it at one time or another in your adult life. I don't think you were raised on a farm now, were you? Star, Wait. I think you're, uh, I think you're, Star, I think Star might be even naughtier than I think you're me. talking a lot of shit here tonight, Star. Star, I think you is right. I didn't, girl. I Star. didn't hear what Mike said except, are you? I said, Star, I so. said, you're not being genuine here. I think you're talking a lot of shit here. Slow down. I can't hear you if you talk too fast because this phone overmodulate. Oh, boy. Not my fault. Lord. Star, you're a, you need to get another You need to get another goddamn phone, Star. Jesus. Obama phone. I never watched a porn video, but I can tell you straight up, I could probably write a hell of a script. Yeah, well, I don't think you can watch, I don't think you can watch, a, I don't think you can watch porn on a, on an Obama phone there. Have you, you like me have to you include seen dirty you in one? I don't think you would. Have you seen Dirty Pictures, Star? That's what Seraphine asked. Oh, Dirty Pictures? You mean like pages in a magazine? No, not a magazine, but pages that come <laughs> like up that, yeah. on... Like, like risque photos, Dirty pages. Pictures. Yeah. And some of them were very disgusting. Very and disgusting. Some See, so, so, much. so you have seen porn then. See, there we go. Yeah. I don't know whether it was porn. Yes, it was porn. That's that's I considered didn't pornographic. I stay there long enough to find out. You don't have to stay there long enough. You still witnessed pornographic okay, material. Now, did you want to talk hey, about my my okay. imagination and fantasies? Oh my god! You never asked me that. Sorry, sorry. What is your biggest fantasy? I oh my god! My biggest fantasy <laughs> is the hugest, most giant, most delectable. Hershey's milk chocolate nugget. Mm-mm. Uh, mm-mm. Okay, okay. Anyways, okay, in that's... the shape of a dildo. <laughs> oh, you're, you're I don't oh my god. <laughs> okay, all right. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, things just got real dark here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's. there's oh my no, god. I don't like dark there's people that like I like milky. Yeah. Okay. Good god. <laughs> well. <laughs> I I don't okay, even know what to say after that. Way. I don't like porn, but I do like erotic. Big difference. How is that any different? It's still the same thing. No, it's not. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah it is. No, it's not. Erotic and porn it goes hand in hand. 
No. Yeah, it's a fantasy. Well, no, it what doesn't go sand and dick. Oh, my God. No, it's like saying I slit her throat, but no, I really didn't slit her throat. I just, I, I gently laid her down, and then I took her clothes off and laid my sharp cleaver against her milky white skin. Oh, and oh girl, you got, you, girl, you, 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 it you, gotta, you should write a drug. Mm, <laughs> no, that doesn't do anything for me. Do you want to know what does for, do you want to know thing. what does it for me? Oh, here we go. Oh, oh! Thanks. She she runs and hides and can't find a way out of the room, and he comes in. Aisha closes the door. Cat porn! I knew it. Oh, she's in a cat. She's in animals. Oh my god! Oh, oh bestiality! Oh my god, star! And she looks at him with fear, but love. Aww. He looks at her with understanding, but I'm going to get you anyway. I have no idea what that what that is, but oh my god! I, I mean, it sounded very closer. romantic. I'm really into it. it sounded very closer. dirty. Yeah, I I'm think closer. she should write erotica. Have some milk for you, kitty. He kneels wow. down and looks her directly in the eye. That's kind of what I what I uh, plan to do with a Vanessa. Actually, make her drink on all fours from a little saucer. And she it's looks so away cute. and I then looks you. back because Send she's captivated. He locks her <laughs> in an eye gaze, then slips his arms under her, picks her up and walks her over to the bed and lays her down. Her she is paralyzed. That could have been written by a Mormon. He strokes her face. Strokes her face. Wait, and guys, then slowly guys, I'm not I'm getting a little moist there. Look, I'm a little wet. You're a little wet. And slowly slips off her top. Slips off and her top? buttons her pants and pulls them off and then slips her underwear off. Oh, my God. Why waste her time? Yet they look each other in the eye. I like my women to have edible underwear. She is trembling oh, really? in his oh, eyes. Notes, notes. Still holding yeah, her gaze. I mean, even as a... He disrobed and lays next against her, <laughs> stroked her face. He sighs and breathes heavily. He slips over oh, her, stroking his hand over her face. He caresses her sides, her breast. Breathe heavily on me and, and caress me and nipples. leave me hanging. I'm gonna punch you in the face. Star, this is a. I'm not gonna lie, Star. Star, it's a little slow for me. I like it fast. Uh, Star, are you reading from a? Are you reading from a book or something? What's going on here? And strokes his hand over her chest and down to her stomach. If Macaulay Culkin was raped. Off. Yeah. Hello? Do you think he's like lying? Hello. Can you guys hear Star? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can hear you, Star. Don't worry. I, I was yeah, having... Cut off my story. I wasn't cutting you off um, purposely. The audio on my side keeps getting cut off. I don't know why. I think okay. surfing took over the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ghost I was working with earlier, I think. Okay, well... Don't worry, Star. That's kind as of, far as I get with porn. I don't, okay? Thank you, Star, for that rendition of I don't know what that was, but thank you for that. Yeah. Really do appreciate it, though. Okay, no problem. Okay. I don't need to watch porn. Yeah, I got you, my own. You got your own porn, that's true. <laughs> as long as you've got imagination. My goodness. Mm-hmm. I could write stories. I didn't know you wrote for um, Cinemax Star. Yeah, there you go. 
I know it was like a Cinemax sorry. story there. Sorry, sorry, it was really hot. And I, girl, I mean, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna like. To be honest, I felt it. I felt it. You're drunk. <laughs> I think you're drunk as shit. No, I'm not. I'll, I'll get there soon though. I'll get, I'll get drunk. I'll Enough. get drunk like a like a single Listen, white Michael, female. Quit being judgmental. Yeah, Michael, I'm just being myself. I haven't, I haven't drank enough. That's why. The only thing is, baby, I, I, I kind of, I kind of love the chat room. Nicholas, Coyotes, Coyotes. Okay, Star. Well, Coyotes. Star, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program, but we're going to let you go now. No. Oh, wow. Vanessa, don't let him do it. I don't Please. control. Yeah, the the show's going to end pretty soon here. Yeah. But I, I don't I'm have a caller. Michael, for, for, I'm so sorry. It's okay, Star. I don't want you to yes. kick me out. Are you gonna cry? No. Or, or are you gonna read Cinemax porn? <laughs> no. But people no, are saying I'm not gonna in the chat that I promise I won't do that anymore. I promise, no <laughs> more porn. I no worries, Star. But we're, we are. Throw me away. Please don't throw me away. Wow. But Star, we are closing up here. It's been long enough. And Star, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program though. But if any if if you do have any final words, go ahead. <laughs> um I don't know where, but I can um, continue the story. Continue no. the story? Never mind. Oh my Love you, Mike. Love you too. Vanessa, I love you. You're I my love you, sweet star. Sister. Girl, you, you, girl, I'm gonna tell you, I know you don't wanna call yourself this, but I think you are a gilf. Oh <laughs> Mike, I love you too, even though I gave you a hard time and big hugs. Did you? I didn't even notice. Bye-bye. Take care. And there she goes. That was Star. Great call. Amazing. I'm glad she called in and had fun. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. She, I mean, she is a, uh, she writes some good porn. That was, um, very awkward. I, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I got a little hot. I'm sure you did. That was really strange. I, I really was hoping there was like something freaky going on, but I thought they were, were talking about cat porn, and then we we're reading Cinemax stories. I, I don't know what happened. Then you know that if there was a Khajiit or something like that, I might have been into it. But other than that, I'm you know it was a waste of time. The Sierras or anything, but I I need a little bit more to to really get yeah yeah I didn't I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't even get moist yeah really I mean maybe I'm just easy I don't know I think you're just easy I needed more grunting. It'd be better like if I held Vanessa down and Star told her the story, and Michael interviewed Star while while I did held Vanessa. That would be more turned on by that. Ooh! I think I'd like to. I think I might like to do some of that. (laughs) That'd be interesting, guys. I'm easy. All it takes is just a little a little moaning. Two girls at the same time sounds like a great time. (laughs) Oh damn, Michael, your dreams. That's true. And your fantasy. I mean, well, this is ladies' night, and this is twat talk, so, you know. Someone in the chat said they were afraid of me. Why? They're afraid of you. They're probably afraid of me. They're just projecting. <laughs> They're probably scared, yeah. Needs more queefing and, and squealing. That's true. Yeah. Michael needs to, Michael needs a dude to bang. No, Michael needs wow. a, hot, a hot chick from Florida. That's pretty graphic. I don't think I want to bang any guys. Exactly. No, but but thanks for fantasizing about Michael and everything. We, we really appreciate your fandom and your listenership. So rock on, Chicago. 
That's, That's true. Right. Um, you could you could donate at michaeldeakin.com. Right. Yeah. Or, or does like Amazon gift cards too. So. That's right. Um, Phoenix is asking why not. Well, Phoenix, you know I'm not exactly a homosexual whatsoever. I might even sound like one at times, but I'm definitely not. I promise. And and who cares if he did sound like one? Who are you? Oh, Michael's awesome. No, no, we we like Phoenix though. He's a great guy. I love Phoenix. And I don't and I don't mean that in a pretentious manner. No, I love Phoenix. I think Phoenix like low key is a little jealous of me because I I I love Michael. He's a little <laughs> jealous, just a tiny bit. <laughs> a little bit. A tiny a bit. tiny bit. And but I love him. I, I like him too though. Yeah. He's a great guy. He is. He is. By the way, Seraphine, were, were you drinking? Are you still drinking? Oh, I am still drinking. But so, I'm drinking straight now. I'm drinking on my my uh, third beer here. Less carbs. I've uh, I've been drinking pretty fast. Yeah. Do you prefer to drink your calories or 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 um or eat? Drink your calories. <laughs> if I know that I'm drinking, Vanessa, honestly, because I am a vain bitch, that mm-hmm. I will fucking not even eat bread for like three months if I know like you and I are gonna like go out or something mm-hmm. won't eat bread and i'll work the fuck out and just drink power shakes for like two three months and then just do sh- and that's right i i feel like we, we get more out of it yeah exactly and it's it it feels better whatever but i would rather look hot or feel like i look hot than eat something and have a fat ass i'm just saying oh my me too me too girl i prefer to be happy <laughs> I prefer i'm to sorry be happy. if i would not fuck me i don't expect anybody else to fuck me i'm just saying that's that's Ooh. a good that, yeah that's a good point i feel i feel that way too that's yeah fair. yeah you know but, but men, don't, men don't have that problem i know that sucks doesn't that suck ass vanessa they they can eat cheeseburgers and look like you know yeah, I'm st- they could be old and like still be super fuckable. I don't know what's happening. And they're all like, yeah, baby, I'll fuck you. And and then, like, we, we walk in there, it's like, yeah, fuck you. Lose, like, five or six dress sizes and we'll talk. It's like, no. Really? Hey, seriously, this became Ladies Night with Michael Deacon. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> men are always hot. And girls, they have to work really hard at it. It's very hard. It, it sucks. I mean... I like, and I realize that, and I I told Michael this a while ago when we did another show, that I realized I was not given a dick because I probably would be a menace if I did have a dick. Uh-huh. And probably stay home a lot. <laughs> You'd be like Larry Flint. I probably would. Oh, my. And, but at the, I'm like, woo, look what I can do. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Feel sorry for the people I hook up with. So I really, girl, I don't know you, but I really love you. I love you too, sweetie. But the, at the same time, though, it's it's like people realize the stuff that we actually go through to, you know, look good and feel good about ourselves. It's like people like these body positive. Yet yeah, you can be as body positive as you want, and you you go, girl. You want to eat that fucking twenty two foot long ham sandwich with oh cheese. Mayo on it, fucking head. But I'm gonna puke while I look at you eat it. Oh my god! Look, let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's it's hard. I'm not a feminist by any means. I'm not I a feminist, feminist men, either. I think men are superior to women, and I will always are say they? That. But I, I'm gonna tell you that I'm outraged. Men have it easier. Men have it easier. 
It's true. They do. They do. Yeah. But the thing is, there's that's the thing, because I am a Satanist. There's no such thing as feminism, not true feminism. You're a Satanist. I didn't know that. Yeah. When have you been a Satanist? For quite a while. Since when? Oh, my. <laughs> I love I love this person. <laughs> but at the same time, you there's no such thing as true feminism, because we're never going to be equal. If you, Cherry Lee, can go down there and tell me that you can lift that brick for eight hours at the same time that uh, that other dude, let's say Michael, can do for 40 hours a week at the same time for the same duration for as many times, then you deserve the same pay. You do not deserve the same pay if you can't do it. That's true. That's why I stopped, you know, opening doors for women. Yeah, that's right, baby. You only open doors for me. I thought I'm not going to open the door for you, cunt. That's how <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I even remember a time during uh, work hours, a couple times a, a few women were asking me to carry, a, like, a box or help them carry, and I said, no. No, I'm not going to do that. You could do it yourself. Yeah, if you fucking can do it yourself, then fucking do it. And if you're going to be all, you know, if you want to be a feminist, go ahead and be a feminist. I'm not saying go ahead and be a hater. I'm saying be realistic. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, I don't I'm with you. These men wrestling women and then winning and then, like, saying that they're women. I don't know. That's very weird, weird to me. You mean like uh, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's pretty weird. I'm not, like, would you date, I love. Would you date Caitlyn Jenner? No. Ladies' Night with Caitlyn Jenner? No, I would not. But that would be that would what be a really good show. Like that would be a great show. You want to do it? I want to have a show with uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Let's do it. He might come on to me though. He might come on to me. He might want me to take. He might want to go to Palm Springs. <laughs> no, he doesn't want me more. He might want you. That's true. I think he'll want Michael. I thought he was a lesbian. He probably is a lesbian. You never know. Never know. I'm a little afraid of him. It's a weird, but, it's a weird guy. And that's the thing with that too, is like, you know, Kate, the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. I know people that have sacrificed themselves, their bodies, their minds and everything to transgender themselves. And then you have people that get caught up in the hype and the money and go and do it and get all the, all the money and all this other stuff. But you have all these other people who owe bills. And are crawling on glass, basically, to be the person that they've always wanted to be. And you want me to respect you because you have more money and more power? Fuck you. Oh, I didn't no. expect that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you cut off your balls for money. I don't respect you. Yeah, I don't either. I'm going to cut off your balls for money for free. That's like Lorena Bobbitt there. I'll fucking do it. Just to do a Lorena Bobbitt. Exactly. Oh, my God. Watch you bleed out, dick. Really. Seriously? Yeah, you you know that's one of my fears in life too. Waking up, um, with like a knife or a gun in my head. I mean, I don't know the women that you date, Michael, but that's not that shouldn't be a fear. That's not normal, right? Uh, That is not normal. I feel like maybe you have had bad experiences with women. Well, well, just once, one woman wanted to cut me. Some freaky people in your life. I think that that it was just one. It it was just one time. She, She, you know, she took out a knife and wanted to cut me with it. And, that's, yeah, I, I don't think that's normal. She wanted to drink my blood, actually. Ooh, that's more my aisle. Well, no, I'm <laughs> serious. She, look, she, I'm not going to lie. That's a little kinky, but I'm, I, not, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not making this up. This bitch literally took a knife out 
and really wanted to cut me and drink some of my blood. I'm not lying. Oh, really? No. Was I'm she not like a lying. girlfriend without your consent? She wasn't exactly my girlfriend. I was just seeing her for a short time. But well, then she's a crazy bitch then. Exactly. That's a little scary. I'm I was kidding. scared. I was scared to do anything with her because, you know, she wanted. How did you? How did you let go of her? Like she wanted rid of her. She wanted a bang, but I mean, you know, that was all good, and I was, I was going to. But then she took out a knife and she said, "Oh, I also want to, you know, taste you a little bit." And I, I said, "What?" <laughs> I said, "What? What? What are we Wait, talking about here?" But maybe, maybe you misunderstood. Are you sure she wanted to taste your blood? Yeah, yeah I'm thinking the same. Well, thing. who who else <laughs> takes off takes out a knife when they're naked and I'm naked, and saying they want to taste taste you and they have a knife in their hand. Yeah, but that's where, did, where did you meet this woman? For dinner. Well, the internet, of course. The internet? Oh, no. no my gosh. No, it's a joke, actually. I, I had actually met her at um at the college there. Oh, okay. Was yeah. she from Florida? She sounds like she was from Florida. She was not from Florida, though, I promise. She was actually from, I think I think she might have been from Washington or something like that. Oh, come oh, stop. Wow. I was born in Washington State. All I know is that was I was scared. You? Was it you, girl? Because, girl, we're going to have these. Yeah, you and I are going out. <laughs> I'm glad you guys hit it off tonight. And then we're gonna I think she's very she's very awesome. She's I'm glad. I'm glad, I like her. I'm glad Ladies Night was a success here. It really was. My goodness. Well, Phoenix is off to bed now. Amazing. What? Phoenix flew away. Yeah, Phoenix is gone. You guys need to say goodnight to him. Yeah. Michael, everybody in the chat is asking if we've ever hooked up. We have. <laughs> That's right. And all I have is batteries. Aww. Don't worry. I, I think we could probably work something out between me, you, and Vanessa here. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty jealous. I don't know. Yeah, Vanessa was not feeling that joke. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a threesome girl that knows where it's at. I, <laughs> Vanessa, she knows where it's at. You don't catch feelings. I don't want you catching feelings. I don't catch no feelings. I catch feelings. <laughs> this has been a great uh, ladies' night edition. Amazing. Amazing. It really has. <laughs> That's right. It's been a fun show. And, of course, even though my audio uh, crapped out so many times during this interview, I, I still feel like you ladies really carried the show here. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. You guys did all the hard lifting here. You do all the hard work, baby. Oh my! <laughs> oh, everybody! Oh. oh. <laughs> I need to go bang my head against the wall and touch myself. Ooh. Inappropriately. Oh. oh. You know that reminds me. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, there has been some strange porn. You know. <laughs> People that have Down syndrome, I think I even heard that a few of those people were even featured in porn a couple times. And I think, isn't that like considered rape? I would say if, if they... Jesus Christ. If they can't stand up in court legally and say that it, they have legal consent, then... Because you know those waivers that come up when you watch actual porn? Sure. So all these people, blah, 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 were 18 at the time of this filming, la, la, la. Well, um, then um, it's illegal to do crap like that. To oh, my like God. That. Why would you think that's sexy to abuse somebody who is, yeah. Some people are just 
completely messed up in the head. Some people are very, very, very desperate. Good Lord. Can you even imagine that? I'm not desperate. I'm just serious. I don't even want to imagine that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I would prefer, I prefer to do that myself. <laughs> I prefer a vibrator. Wow. I prefer looking at myself in the mirror with my vibrator. That would be way better. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather watch myself shower. Exactly. I want to watch you shower. Well, you can watch me shower. That's fine. But, can you I know, come? you'd come. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't even own a webcam, by the way. You don't oh, have really? to. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby, I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas. You're going to give me a webcam? Good Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to be like a cam, a cheap cam whore. That's right. You get to see me you on uh, Patreon. You see me on so Chatterbait. Yeah. Thing and everything else, and then you should be set, and then you you won't know what hit you, Michael. My Pornhub. Pornhub. www.pornhub.com. Is, Michael. B. Is there still money in porn, <laughs> by the way, ladies? Is there still money? I I think there is. I think Patreon. Look, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I get people asking me all the time if I have a Patreon. Like yeah, literally meant, every day. But I meant in terms of like you know actually being like a porn star. I think I think I. I think only certain girls, like a small percentage. On Patreon? No, no, no. I'm talking about like porn in general. Because there's oh. websites like, you know, like, like Gang of Four saying XNXX and like Pornhub. Oh, those things? Uh, yeah. Not through that, but I think through, through Patreon. I think there really is like, yeah, and like Cash App and <laughs> I really think that there is. And Snapchat. I'm not gonna lie. I get people asking me all the time. If I have a private Snapchat. <laughs> oh, Jesus H.O. Crooked H.O. Christ. Really? Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> All the time. Literally every single day I get asked. And I've asked people. People ask me all the time. What's like PayPal? Drugs. <laughs> Gang of four is in X videos. Yeah. Yeah. But I, would, I wouldn't do that ever. No. Yeah. There's lots of people that uh, definitely try to make money doing that. And I, I would just imagine like... You know, back in the day, back before the internet really took over, that's, you know, porn back then was, for the women, a lot more lucrative, I would have to imagine. Well, this is the thing, and I can tell you how they do make money if you, if you want me to tell you here. Or we sure. Can clear. You can tell me now. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Is, <laughs> it's advertising and hashtagging. They don't actually need you to pay for porn a lot. Mm. The ones that, that don't make a lot of the money are the ones that are in the chat rooms. And so then you pay for that kind of porn. All the other stuff they make just from your traffic because you get spammed and checked by Big Brother every time that you hit up whatever www.pornpuppy.org.com, you know, UK, whatever. Wow. So every time you hit that up, they get cash. So it doesn't matter if you pay or not. So it doesn't, you shouldn't feel bad to not pay for your porn because they're getting cash no matter what now because of hashtag. We're going to porn shame people. <laughs> and I will leave it at that because I would rather tell Mike, <laughs> Michael off air exactly how they're making the money because they're making a lot. And I've been doing classes on this. They're making a oh, wow. lot of money without actually doing anything like having you actually put your credit card in or anything else. All you have to do is be 
bodily VPN on the website for them to make money. Every time you do it, a terrorist gets their wings. Oh, wow. Wow. I feel educated here. Yeah, that sounds Girl, I feel like I should pay you something. I, I like learned. You should based on. I, I like learned. Hitting in town. Let's go. I learned a lot here tonight. Yeah, I mean, this was a very <laughs> a very educational. I, I mean, I I got a free porn out of it. I got a lesson. You got you got a you got star reading Fifty Shades of Grey here. Yeah, I got Michael's yeah. hot voice. Oh my. Wow. Michael Deacon. Everybody, one nine hundred nine 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 six six six. Michael Deacon. That's true. That's right. Well, well, ladies, it's been an honor. I had such a great time with both of you here, and <laughs> I would love to thank you both for being on the program, Seraphine and Vanessa here. Seraphine, do you have any final words before we cut you loose here? Well, thank you so much for having me be here, and uh, nice to meet you, Vanessa. I hope we hang out soon. Um, for it's sure. Talk, or at least. And, um, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. And um, my new show starts on Paranormal Talk or ParanormalExperienceTalk.com, uh, um on Friday at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., and that'll be Tripping the Void with me here, Seraphine Hurley. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out, and I'll talk to you on the other side. Thank you. Nice meeting you, girl. You're amazing. 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 It's true. <laughs> night, night, creatures. All right, bye-bye. Bye. And there were only two left. Oh, just like I wanted it. Oh, just like old times. That's right. Well, Vanessa, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program as well. You were able to hold down the fort when I was having all. Uh huh. And look, let me tell you, I tried. I no, tried you did good. to be as good as you, but I would never be as good as uh, you. Oh, that's so sweet. But I'm glad you were able to hold it down as good as you did, both you and Seraphine. Really do appreciate it because I was having all sorts of trouble here with Skype, with the microphone, with the mixer. It, it was truly. It was truly a mess. I I think it was the aliens. I think it was the aliens as well. Yeah. It really was. And then we got Star in the chat room uh, who thinks I'm not letting her be a co-host. No, Star is amazing, and she is really good at writing porn. That's and true. I'm like, she made me very hot. Like, I need a moment. <laughs> yeah, you need a moment to cool down. <laughs> That's right. My goodness. Well, Vanessa, again, I do want to thank you greatly. For being here, I really do appreciate it, and we'll definitely talk very soon after this ends here. Hey, thank you. I love you. Thank you. Bye. Love you too. All right. Take care, Vanessa. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. And there she goes. That was Vanessa. And I want to thank all of you out there who listened to tonight's program, those who streamed it on other networks, of course, later on here. And then, of course, those who were on uh, YouTube, those in the chat room, thanks for being here for the first ever Ladies' Night what a fun time that was. Special thanks to Eve Lorgan, Seraphine, and Vanessa and Star. Loved her call. That's pretty damn entertaining. And for those who want to donate only if you'd like to, that is, and you enjoy the program, please go to michaeldeacon.com and hit the donate button. Any amount is cool with me. All funding goes directly back into the program. Thank you to those who have already donated in the past. You help keep the lights on out here. I do promise you that. Wherever you may be out there, anywhere on this island Earth or beyond, 
I wish you all the best, and have a good night. I'm Michael Deacon. Thanks for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. You were you were a headline guy, I'm and still then a headline guy. You know what I mean? You, for a while you popped out. Now you're coming back. For I a while, back. for a while it's you were actually do, you you know were running. I mean? You were running a gym. Tell us about that. Running a gym? Weren't you Why running you a gym at some point? You're supposed to be a news guy. Where you getting your fucking That's our research. You aren't. You this aren't. This is ridiculous. I come on CNN, and the guy don't even know what he's talking about. Go ahead. You at no point were you running a gym? Um, no, no, running a gym. What? No, you, you need a workout or something? Jesus fucking Christ with these guys. I come on the news for two seconds and, and you want to say, every All time right. I do an interview, a guy wants to open his fucking mouth. Can't All right, even Andrew, do a little thank fucking you very routine much. here. We thought that you you know what, go back. fuck yourself. You know what? All fuck right. Fuck the whole fucking network. We'll go back to uh, talking about Art Carney. And we'll be back in just a moment to fill you in on the Art Carney situation.